With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app and on every single one of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates wherever you are taking part in this program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Ladies and gentlemen, my man, Brady Quinn. Uh, thank you for the tremendous introduction. Ton to talk about tonight. I uh, got the draft coming up this week. We've got something that we've never We've never seen before from the NFL. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that later on. And uh, we've got some speculation of a trade. And if you just listen to the update from Steve DeSager, uh, I think there's some truth and also maybe some lies tied into the report that the Browns haven't been shopping Odell Beckham. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. First, we got to talk about what's happening tonight because well, there is a monumental thing being released. Absolutely, tonight. absolutely, it is a big deal, and and the monumental thing that is being released tonight is the third ever edition 
of Brady Quinn and Jonas Knox's top 10, bottom 10, explosive and not all that explosive mock drafts where Brady Quinn will release his top 10 and I will release the bottom 10 of the draft picks 246 through 255. Brady Quinn, I know you're fired up about it. I am so fired up. It's our top 10, bottom 10, explosive mock draft, right? Because it's so hot. It's so explosive. Imagine eating one of those uh, Chipotle burritos with a lot of that red hot sauce, okay? Mm. Loaded up with some beans. I'm talking about the day after that kind of explosive, okay? Oh, yeah. We got all kinds of stuff going on in this draft. The bottom 10, sometimes it involves potentially a first-round pick. I'm just saying. Every Uh, once in a while, you'll you'll get a name that you've recognized. You probably will hear in the first round, but it actually ends up being in the bottom 10 of the seventh round of the NFL draft. Here's the most amazing part about all that, because that actually t- and for people that that aren't, you know, that, that aren't aware of, you know, how this all came to be. I just thought, all right, you know, what? it feels like you know, it's always the guys at the top of the draft that are always getting all the love. And so we thought, all right, you know, a couple of years ago, why don't we just go ahead? Brady, you do the top 10 and I'll do the bottom 10. All right. Yeah, I'll I like being on top. One. You said yeah. you like being on the bottom. So it worked out well. Absolutely. And in the draft. And so we figured, all right. So here's the thing. Brady, you know, obviously knows his stuff, uh, covers college football, covers the NFL. You were completely all over this and you had a really, really good mock draft. And my bottom 10, I felt really good about until I got to pick number 248, which was uh, Terrell Edmonds out of Virginia Tech at 248. Uh, Brady Quinn, where did Terrell Edmonds end up going? Which round specifically did Terrell Edmonds end up going? Because I had him in the seventh of my draft. Yeah, he went in the back end of the first round, I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah. yeah. So I was yeah. six rounds yeah. off. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I was, I was six rounds off, and I had a guy going at pick 248 that ended up going in like the teens of the draft. So I missed by about 230 in the first ever uh, hey, uh, not-so-explosive mock draft. You, you had him being drafted, though. There's something to be said for <laughs> yeah. that. Okay, it's kind of like March Madness picking an upset. There, there is something to be said for that. Yeah, that is true. So we have that. That'll be coming up. Uh, we like to space those out. Top eighties explosive top 10 uh, hour three my not so explosive bottom 10 uh, so we will get to that here on Fox Sports Radio but I, I do think um, I am going to need to do something starting next hour here on Fox Sports Radio Brady Quinn and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to go on Twitter. All right, I'm not going to go on Twitter because I'm already sick of this Michael Jordan Bulls documentary being shoved down our throats on a Sunday night. I am sick of it. I'm tired of the discussion. I'm tired of people pretending like it's uh, The Godfather 2. I'm tired of people making this out to be the greatest uh, uh, dis- uh, greatest documentary in the history of sports. Get out of my face. I'm already tired of it. It's worn me out, and I'm debating. I'm debating not watching it at all. What do you think? That'd be a huge mistake um, okay. because because there's a couple things that I think have already come out that I find uh, kind of hilarious, okay? The first thing is Michael Jordan saying that this documentary makes him look like a bad guy or makes him look like a jerk. And I find that a little bit hilarious because, like, oh, you needed, like, the documentary for for that to be the case? Like, you haven't heard the stories of how you've treated people (laughs) or teammates throughout your life? Like, what? Um, And and by the way, I love that about Michael Jordan. You know, that's one of the things that I think I appreciate the most is the fact that he can be that type of guy who was on the court, your worst nightmare. 
and yet it was all in the best interest of pushing his teammates, pushing everyone, and wanting to achieve success at whatever it took, you know, whatever lengths they had to go. So I'm all for that. I just think it's surprising that he lacks self-awareness to be able to realize that he's being a jerk to guys. And and maybe this documentary is the first time he's like, oh, this doesn't paint like the entire light of who I feel like I am. I do feel like this is a little bit hot take-ish, but you love you know hot takes, so I I, I kind of stirred I mean, this one up for you. It's not really the aisle I shop in, but if you want to go there, we can go there. That's fine. We're going to go there, because I actually think this documentary is a bad thing for LeBron. I think it's a bad thing for LeBron, because I think there's a generation that worships LeBron, and as they should, he's, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But once they see Jordan... Once they see the type of basketball they were playing back then, back when it was more physical, you could hand check, guys were getting fights left and right. You just couldn't go to the rack and not expect to get taken down a little bit. And some of the greats that played back then, I think once they get a taste of that, once they get a taste of his personality and who he was, and and, and to me it's like the same fans that loved Kobe, you know, and, and respected him as a basketball player probably sided because he was closer to me with how he handled himself to Jordan. And so I think a lot of those LeBron fans and people are like, no, LeBron's the greatest of all time. He might be the greatest talent, but as far as the greatest basketball player, I think there's going to be a lot of people who start to sway towards the side of Michael Jordan after watching this documentary because they're going to get to relive and feel what it was like to to basically grow up watching Michael Jordan play. I think there's a lot of young people out there who don't know and this is going to be their first taste, and I don't think it's a good thing for, the, for some of those LeBron fans. Well, no, it's a good point because if you think about Michael Jordan's final year with the Bulls, what was it, 98? I mean, we're talking 20 years, dude. Like, right. like it's, it's, been, it's been 20 years since Jordan at his peak, and I think people who didn't grow up in the 90s and watch sports in the 90s don't, don't remember or recall what a big deal that actually was back then to where the Bulls were everything. They were the team, the most they, trendy team. They, the they most think the Golden team. State Warriors are, were one of like the most dominant team. Oh, the God. 96 Bulls team, I think, yeah. did I see a stat? They were favored for like 185 straight NBA games. It, Here's here's how dominant they were. So in the 80s, it was Lakers-Celtics. Lakers-Celtics were the two dominant team in the 80s. The Bulls were the dominant team in the 90s. They controlled the entire decade. And so to win three in a row, then, uh, and if you want to know how good Michael Jordan was, the fact that Akeem Olajuwon in Houston could only win a title after Jordan retired to go play baseball, by the way. I saw a highlight of Michael Jordan play baseball and hit a game-winning double at Wrigley Field with the White Sox. I mean, just the thought of that is is insane. And if people mock his baseball career, but you know what? I mean, considering he he had, he had never really played before and went and just tried it out because he wanted to, I, I thought that right. was impressive uh, all, all the same. But I think people don't understand because there is a 20-year gap. It's like you and I remember how good the Miami Hurricane teams were back in the day. Yeah. Like the Miami Hurricanes yeah. were the team. Nowadays, you think about Miami Hurricanes, and there's probably a generation of players that are like, oh, no, 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 you mean Alabama. No, 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 no. Trust me, back in the day, it was Miami. Miami was the team, and they had dudes up and down that roster. I think, to your point, this is going to open up the eyes of a lot of people who maybe either had forgotten or just didn't know because all they can see are people talking about it when you can actually see it and it's dramatized like the way that it's going to be dramatized i think there's going to be a a generation of fans are going to go wow i had no idea it was as big as it was 
I think the only thing that could maybe deter some people from wanting to like Jordan, especially in the younger generations, and you know how they are. Like, and, and I'm around some of the kids who, when you talk to coaches, when you talk to people who, who train or coach with, you know, young athletes, they don't like that hard coaching. They don't like, yeah. you know, the the negativity sometimes and all that. So I do wonder if there's a part of them that won't be able to look at that and say, holy cow, man, look at the lengths he went to or look how he pushed his teammates. Look, you know, how aggressive he was and the manner in which he spoke to people. Um, they, they might not like that. Like that might be a little bit too much friction for them. Uh, and look, I'm not going to call them soft, but I, I do think that you tend to look at the younger generations a little bit different as far as how they handle conflict and how they handle, you know, competitiveness. You know, it, it was different back then. I mean, bottom line, and I think people who grew up, you know, as a young kid in the, in the what was it, 80s, 90s, when you grew up during that time, when you'd be playing pickup basketball, it was rough, man. Like, I don't know how you were when you were young, but like back then, like, dude, you, you weren't calling fouls. Like when you were playing pickup yeah. basketball with your boys and your friends, because it was the same thing you watched in, in the NBA. When those guys would go to the rack, they would get absolutely demolished sometimes. And that was when you had real big men too, right? I remember when Shaq first got in the league and like some of just the physicality that he displayed? Yeah. It's entirely different than what we see now. So I think there's going to be a group that probably it opens their eyes to how different the game is now and maybe how much harder it was to last for an entire season and just the style in which they played. Uh, but I also think there's going to be a group that maybe is a little bit turned off by it just because – that's not what their generation's about, man. Like, like they don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure they're ready for that. I'm not sure they can handle that, you know? I think people struggle with brutal honesty. And, and when, you're, when a coach is telling you or being brutally honest to you, like I can remember a coach telling me um, in high school, I caught a pass and then turned inside as opposed to turning to the sideline. And he said to me, hey, you like your teeth? I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Well, if you do, don't ever turn inside when you turn around and catch a pass again because they're going to light you up and I'm not going to feel sorry for you. And I thought, okay, well, that's good. This is a practice, but that was brutal honesty there. There was a mentality back in the day. And I hope, I ho I hope part of the documentary showcases what Jordan had to go through to get to where they ended up being because he was brutalized by teams like the Pistons. The right. Knicks used to crush him all the oh, time. Man. I hope they Anthony I hope they, Mason. Oh, oh my God. Gosh, Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason. I, I, like, oh. I, I, I hope they focus on what he had to go through to get to where he was because we can. Make they were the like bodyguards. Yeah, it, it just. It they were like bodyguards of the rim. Yeah, it wasn't even fair at times. Uh, but that was so. I, I'm I'm curious to see how that turns out. But as far as some of the uh, the reactions on social media, I just I gotta stay off it, man. It just wears me you, out. You, you've got to watch me. though, right? Like you've got to watch this. I, I'm gonna watch, and I will I will give my thoughts uh, on the air and with you via text message. But as far as going on social media, I'm out. I'm not jumping in on the parade. I'm not gonna copy and paste somebody's tweet and then say it was my own later. I'm not doing it. I will have my own review. And and I'll be honest with you. I know a lot of people uh, who have a vested interest are going to ball wash a documentary. If I think it stinks, guess what? I'm going on the air and I'm telling you, I think it stinks. How's Does that some part of you feel like it's not going to be able to live up to the hype? Like no matter how good it is, you're still going to come away disappointed because we've been waiting for this for some time. We're all quarantined, right? Everyone's staying at home. So this is like that one big event, probably next to the draft next week. Do you think that maybe it's just going to let some people down sheerly because our expectations are so high? I just want to know how much of it is really going to surprise us because I feel like we've heard a lot of the stories. It's It's been a while. Well, I feel like we've heard a do, lot of the stories. Do you think they'll, they'll venture into the conspiracy theories? 
what about uh, him having a gambling debt, possibly, and that's why he took yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, and what yeah, led I him mean, to baseball so. for the couple I of mean, years. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I, I, I mean, I would love to see if they'd explore it, just because it really doesn't make any sense, right? Like, it doesn't make any sense that he left at the top of his game. I and granted, I know he was dealing with personal things, but still, man, like, I just, we've seen other athletes deal with, with personal stuff. And, and what, Brett Favre, I'll never forget, was that a Monday yeah, Night Football game Night football after his game. father had passed? Yep. yep. And, and it's like most players, they kind of stay the course. They don't just go away entirely from it. Um, and, and then for him to choose baseball, which, again, it was neat to see him do that. And, and by the way, he looked so gigantic in a batting box. Looked, like I was like, looked, dude, it, it looked awkward. It you're six awkward. foot six. Like it, 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 it's an uphill battle, man. Unless you're a power hitter at six foot six, like you've got a gigantic strike zone. There's no way you're gonna be able to be a good hitter. So yeah, it looked very, very awkward. But uh, but no, we will. Uh, you know, we will. We will give our reviews because uh, and again, we are broadcast professionals. You've got a top ten mock draft. I've got a bottom ten mock draft. That's really the focus right now for us because it is draft week, Brady Quinn. It is effing draft week here on Fox Sports Radio, and I know you're fired up about it. I cannot yeah, wait. Right. Um, I'm just curious to see if the draft turns out the way we think it's going to. Um, just because, look, I mean, you could make the case that we're all kind of on a level playing field, even with the teams to some degree. Like outside of them knowing and thinking in the back of minds what they want to do, the interviews that they've taken, the medical history from the combine, there's still a lot of guys out there. Like, like they haven't been able to really do anything for teams because they weren't at the combine. And so outside of like watching their tape and highlights, that's what every other team's doing. That's all you got. I mean, you might have a, a, a coach you call for something or a medical, but you know, from the from the you know teams uh, or the school's medical staff. But outside of that, like I feel like there's a lot of people who are on the outside that probably have watched as much tape as some of the, the actual teams and scouts and so forth looking at some of these guys. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up next, uh, we are going to dive into the draft. There are some rumors out there regarding the NFL draft, and we are going to get to the bottom of which ones are complete crap. Find out what we're talking about next year on FSR. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. That guy right over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You the can stunk. check the out. Stinks. I know. This, this is a bad one. It's awful. Yeah, this is a bad one. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> first smells the, like halitosis. First, first the show open. Now this. I mean, uh, yeah. can't we get a break around here? For God's sakes. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up uh, a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, we will dive into more of the NFL. Um, somebody on this show might have been responsible for a, uh, a story that became a hot topic around the NFL universe here on Fox Sports Radio. So we'll get to that here coming up uh, about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Brady Quinn, so obviously the uh, uh, the NFL draft is this week. And, of course, now is the smokescreen season in the NFL. Reports, rumors, uh, the latest of which are Tua is falling, Justin Herbert is climbing, Tua's Wonderlick score. Uh, what the hell's going on with this uh, this? this late push to try and make Tua Tagovailoa the third quarterback selected in the draft. This cracks me up, man. This time of year cracks me up. I've seen, I think, at least two or three different reports that, well, the Patriots are doing their work on Justin Herbert. The Patriots are doing their work on Jordan Love. The Patriots are doing their work on Jalen Hurts. I'm like, well, yeah. Every team's doing the work on every single player for starters. But even then, it's like there's there's all these different reports. And I'm thinking to myself, do, do any of the people who are saying this or reporting this, do they maybe want to call each other and be like, wait, who was your source? Because I heard they like Herbert and you're you're reporting they like Hertz and someone else was reporting they like Jordan Love. Like, like there, something's, something's not right here. Something's not really connecting. Uh, no, you don't believe anything you hear from the media, especially this year. Because we really don't have the ability to evaluate how much time a, a team has spent with a guy, or, or have they flown to his school to work him out? Um, you know, were they at his pro day? Were, you know, did they have him in for a visit? All of the things that we typically can get reports on, we're not getting anything on. And so, if I was a team, I would float out every possible scenario in the world right now because I can, and no one's going to have a clue what we're going to do. So. There's a good chance that we could be surprised, uh, I think, this year by the top 10. And and what transpires only because I think we've been a little bit left in the dark, not having the ability to generate maybe more legitimate news or interest. You know, if if a team's going to take a guy in the first round, which is what we're talking about for Thursday night, they're going to spend time with him. They're going to spend due diligence with him. Um, They're not going to put themselves in a position where – they don't spend, um, you know, they don't spend at least a visit, uh, either bringing him to their to their facility or going out to his school to see him. That just very rarely ever happens. So uh, we don't have the luxury of that right now, and so I think we're all in the dark, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens. 
Uh, do you think the Dolphins are as in love with Justin Herbert as the reports are that are out there? You're you're in South Florida. You, I mean, I, are, I don't. Are, are I you don't buying know. any of this stuff? I think if they're really worried about Tua Tagovailoa's um, medical with his hip, if if they're really concerned about that, or you know the Wonderlick scores, which by the way, first off, that whole thing was blown way out of proportion. He had tested like a year ago and scored very poorly. He improved, and I think it ended up being a 19, which doesn't mean anything. Like, I think if you were going to grade his decision-making and his football intelligence based on what you see on the field versus, you know, what what he's going to test on on some standardized test, it looks a lot better than everyone else. I'll I tell you that much from watching him play. I, I, I don't know why the Wonderlicks are made public. What's the point? Why, why are um, these made public? Well, they're not supposed to be made public. They're actually released, and I'm not sure why either. You know, I, I think there's some people who contend that – it's not a good look. They shouldn't be released, but people always leak them out because it's the NFL and there's always leaks. It's like a sieve. You know, this is like a dam that's got all these little leaks in it. Rats. There's, there's nothing rats, that can Brady stay confidential Quinn. in the NFL. Yeah, they're rats. Bunch of rats. That's the problem. And by the way, here's the thing is I think agents do it more than anyone else. Like a- agents are more of the bad people because they're the ones that are trying to throw out this speculation to badmouth another player or to create hype about their player. They do this all the time. They hit up their different media outlets. They tell them what different teams are saying, even though who knows if it's legitimate. Agents are the the worst part of this whole thing because they're the ones that spin the media more than anyone else. So usually when you're hearing a rumor, you're hearing it via the agent. You're not hearing it via a legitimate source. It's just that you know that reporter's probably listening to a guy that's telling them a team told him this, this, and that, and that's usually not the case. But if I was really concerned about the medical for Tua, the next quarterback you're going to look at is Herbert. And I think you have to convince yourself that you feel really good about taking him. Because if you look at his tape, and I've said this with you probably the past couple weeks when we've talked about it, Tua's tape is much better. Uh, Bottom line, the past two years what Tua's done, hurt or not, he's been a better quarterback than, than Herbert's been. Playing the position, statistically speaking, accuracy, touch, all those things. Um, when you watch Herbert, he's improved, and he had a, he had a great you know last year at Oregon, but it's still not as good as what Tua can do. And, and even though he, you know, you can make the case that well, maybe he projects to be a better player at the NFL level, and that could be true. He's six foot six. He's a really big kid. He's a good athlete. Hasn't had the same issues uh, with you know you know injuries. Um, I don't think he throws as good of a ball. I don't think he's as accurate as a quarterback. He looks stiff and rigid to me. He looks like he's still developing as a quarterback. And so if that's the case and you take him before two or you take him in the top five, top ten, you're expecting to play him right away. And I think that's going to be tough unless you build that system around him that really doesn't ask him to do too much in that system in his first year. I just wonder if this is a product of because we didn't weren't able to have pro days because you weren't able to to bring in some of these guys to have a conversation with and actually sit down or go over certain things. I wonder if teams are just looking at the last that we've seen of Justin Herbert, because the last we've seen of Justin Herbert, he made plays down the stretch to win a Rose Bowl. Uh, He was the MVP of the Senior Bowl, and he had a really good workout at his pro day for whatever that's worth. But I just wonder if people are looking at the last thing that they saw and that last impression is what's pushing him over the edge for some people potentially i mean i I don't know that um i mean it's hard not to think that how Tua played 
to me versus LSU because he oh got hurt God. the following week. He was awesome and not a hundred percent going. And, 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 and it was gutsy, man. Yeah, like people who question just his his overall demeanor and if he's got enough fire to him. I'm I'm like, dude. He came back for that game. He rushed to have it, a surgery to come back and play in that game. He was basically playing on one leg by the end of it, and he still put up good numbers versus the team that went on to win the national championship. So I've got no reservations about Tua, but yeah, maybe, maybe you're onto something because we have seen a little bit more of Justin Herbert. And, you know, at the end of the day, I I think you, you like going with what you feel like, you know, and you can rely on when there's questions and there's a lot of unknowns. It's hard then to make that selection and make that pick because if it doesn't, if it doesn't pay off, if it's Miami, if it's the chargers, whoever's the decision maker who makes that decision, they're probably getting fired. It's probably their head yeah. one way or another um, if it doesn't work out with the medical side of things with Tua. So there's a there's a big risk and reward with it. And and also, uh, that was one of those games. I remember watching Tua versus Joe Burrow this past season, and that was one of those games where I came away more impressed with Tua, who lost, than I did Joe Burrow, just based on the grit that you talked about, because yeah. he probably shouldn't have been playing. He wasn't close to 100%, and there were times in that game where he was going throw for throw with Joe Burrow well below 100%. I came away more impressed with Tua, and that's actually what made me more of a believer in him was watching that game, a game they lost, as opposed to the games that he won. No, that's a great point. And I, I think I was I was just taken back by the fact that like this game eight years ago was like six to three. <laughs> like now <laughs> yeah, you're talking yeah. about two teams in college football <laughs> that just put up a ton of points and a ton of yards of production. It's like Nick Saban somewhere in the back of his mind is, is thinking to himself, yeah, they lost, but he's just looking at himself thinking, what has happened? <laughs> like like yeah, how, how no fast kidding. this changed now where uh, this is not like a kind of knockdown drag out fight anymore. Now it's like a high scoring Big 12 game. Uh, Brady Quinn Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. Geico.com. Easy. All right, coming up next, somebody on this show may have started a hot rumor in the NFL. We'll get to the bottom of that next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, open up your ears and your hearts to the wonderfully talented it's Steven DeSager. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Major League Baseball will allow teams to furlough employees or reduce their pay. According to our Ken Rosenthal, starting May 1st, because of the pandemic, the commissioner will suspend uniform employee contracts for non-playing personnel. South Korea's Pro Baseball League is due to open its season in early May with no fans, but they're still playing inter-squad games for now, live streamed online. But South Korea reported only eight, eight new coronavirus infections today. The PGA Tour plans to return in mid-June and hopes to receive up to 1 million coronavirus test kits to help out, at least according to The Guardian. The tour denied the 1 million figure, saying it's still examining the issue. Wayne Gretzky says he's convinced hockey will return this summer, that somehow we'll figure this out, as he put it. Among the many options the NHL is considering is to return and go directly to the playoffs hosted by several neutral sites. William Byron won today's virtual NASCAR race on Fox TV and F1 
FS1 at Virtual Richmond. He'd won the last race as well. In fact, in the pros, four races so far, Byron has dominated in total laps led. He's a video expert. Kyle Busch started 27th but finished fifth place today. Fox TV has been airing a different Super Bowl every Sunday afternoon. Today was Broncos Falcons. Next Sunday, Green Bay versus New England. Of course, the NFL draft is scheduled to start Thursday night, a three-day event. The Browns, according to ESPN, have not had any discussions this offseason about trading wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., despite all the speculation, and wide receiver David Moore signed his contract tenure, so he's officially back with the Seahawks. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, A tweet has just been sent. Uh, I I am not, you know, I don't know anything about this stuff. He has not really gotten a lot of breaks lately. But uh, with all the things that have gone wrong in the show today, (laughs) the Open and then that terrible song coming out of the first break. I was hoping it would extend to live bed Jesus, but apparently Bobo has no control over that. So. Hey, man, I'm not... Or, or uh, Lee, for that matter, I'm listen, not really sure. Let, let me just tell you something. That is a hive of bees right now that you were referring to. I am not going to poke it or walk by it, all right? I could just tell you. I can tell by the it's tone. A feisty in there? I can tell by the tone during the breaks. <laughs> I want no part of this. I want, I'm allergic to bees, Brady Quinn. Allergic. So, uh, just keep well, me away from it. Happy birthday, Bobo and Lee. Yeah, that is... Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> happy, uh, happy birthday to them. Uh, Live Bet Jesus apparently is going to be making a pick. I don't know on what. I don't know what the hell there is actually you know, going on in the world right now, but Live Bet Jesus will be making a pick um, somewhere in the world of sports or beyond coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. My hand so. on the shaft. So there's always that to look forward to there, Brady Quinn. Um, you know, Steve DeSager mentioned in his update that um, you know the Cleveland Browns sort of shot down the idea that Odell Beckham would be on the trade block. Now, when the report first weird, weird where that rumor came from, right? yeah, it's it's when the report first came out, I wasn't totally surprised by it because I did think it was a little curious that one of their big first moves of the off season was, you know, with all the talent on offense, let's go sign Austin Hooper. Like I, it, it was a little, but I thought, okay, well, maybe there's another move down the line, and they feel like they're going to go more to a, you know, heavy tight end based offense, and maybe they're going to move on from one of their wide receivers, maybe be Odell Beckham Jr. But the the rumors sort of went away for a while, and then all of a sudden, it just popped back up, you know, like uh, like the first days of spring, and in the midst of a bunch of dog crap, here comes this dandelion sticking out of the ground, and you go, where'd that come from? And I'm just trying to figure out where would this rumor be started, and and you know, there's Kevin Stefanski, who's a former Minnesota Viking, and then it was on WFAN, and Odell Beckham Jr.'s got ties to New York because he played there for so long with the Giants, and I just can't seem to figure out where this report would come from. Brady Quinn, do you have an idea as to where this report would come from and who started this rumor? You know what's odd about that is, uh, so every Monday I've been doing this mock draft for uh, for CBS Sports, their digital platform, and it just so came about that, uh, well... It was our fourth one, and I came up with this strategy, and, and I can't take complete credit for it. Will Brinson, one of the writers there, and I actually uh, pontificated about how we could get out of the mock draft, and this was this is what we came up with. I was like, if I trade away my picks for veteran players, there's no way they'll make me come into work and actually be a part of the mock draft, so I can get out of it. <laughs> so that was the actual inspiration behind it, and so I had Detroit at number three. And then I had the Vikings at 22 and 25, like they're currently selecting in the first round of the draft. And so with both teams, I would say, I think you'd agree. It's, I don't want to say make or break years. I definitely say that for the Detroit Lions. 
if Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia don't win, would you say they're probably out after this yeah, year? Yeah, 100%. Done. Okay. And would you say, like, Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman have been there for a while now. Yeah. And they haven't really gotten there. Like, don't you feel like maybe in Minnesota, too, if things don't work out this year, that might be another team you could see some change? Yeah, 100%. So the logic was this. Both teams need to make splashes. And they have to win now. And so I was thinking, if I'm Detroit, maybe I look at the Arizona Cardinals. And they've got a guy in Chandler Jones who's getting up there in age, but he's got two years left on his deal. So I'll trade the number three pick for Chandler Jones. So that was, that was my first move in order to try to get out of actually having to be part of the mock draft. And then we, let's go to 22 and 25. So I call around. And at 22, I was thinking, you know, Odell Beckham's got four years left on his deal. The Minnesota Vikings could use a receiver. They just got rid of Stephon Diggs. And I think that'd be a good match. Thielen on one side, Diggs on the other. You got Rudolph and you know at the tight end spot, Dalvin Cook in the backfield. This could work. And and even though you're kind of tight on cap space, you could make a, a move here or there. And he's and, and by the way, he's relatively cheap, all things considered. That you know now top end wide receivers are making about twenty million a year. I think he's, his cap hits like fourteen. So I traded my 22nd pick for Odell Beckham. And the 25th ended up going for Patrick Peterson because uh, I had to get a cornerback. And I thought, you know, look, Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, they went the route of drafting a first-round wide receiver in Laquan Treadwell. Didn't work out. Not only one, can they, can they not wait for a guy like that to develop, but I also thought maybe they'd want a more proven commodity in the league. Maybe they'd want the same thing at cornerback after moving on from Mackenzie Alexander and Trey Waynes, guys who were first, second-round pick there as well. So that was the logic behind it, right? Well, it just so happens, and by the way, I got a little bit berated by some of the people at CBS for taking that strategy on. It just so happens that the rumors popped up that maybe there was a discussion between the Vikings <laughs> and Browns for Odell Beckham for a second and a fifth. So not quite as um, as, as expensive as I had put out there, <laughs> but uh, I, I did throw that out there. And then all of a sudden, this rumor from a radio guy there in Minnesota started saying that he had heard there's maybe some talk or discussion about it. So, look, I don't know how legitimate it is. ESPN reporting that the Browns had said that they haven't had those talks altogether, to me, is hogwash. I think that's what you say as a team when you want the offer to improve. When you aren't getting what you want for the player you're trying to trade, you say, oh, we haven't had those conversations. There's no way we're trading this guy. We love this guy. And then a better offer comes in. That's how it works. That's how it worked with David Gettleman and the New York Giants after they signed Odell Beckham, and that's how it's going to work for the Cleveland Browns if and when they do decide to trade Odell Beckham again. Well, here's why I do think there's something to it, and it's not you know to, to ball wash you, because the last thing I want you to do is feel better about yourself. I want you to walk away from this show every single week uh, looking for a 12-pack of Stella and a 12-gauge. Like I want you to just be oh, really, really oh, down That last part was a little aggressive. I mean, I mean if, I'm, I'm if you saying, wanted me to go out, like walk out and see someone in public and say, hey, punch me in the face, that's how I feel about myself. But, like That'd be fine. If you want me to feel like that after the show, I would completely understand. Here's why I do think there's something to it. Whenever your name is attached to any story with the Cleveland Browns, people take it seriously because you know the organization as well as anybody that does this job. And so when you throw something out there, it does sort of perk you know, people's ears up and they go, okay, well, well, maybe there's something to it. If I were to throw it out, they'd go, oh, that's the weekend overnight guy. Nobody listens to that show anyways when they're sober. So it doesn't mean anything. But the fact that you threw it out, I do think there's something to it. I also don't buy for a second that the Cleveland Browns, and they can send Paul D. Podesta out there all they want to sit down and have a conversation. I don't buy for a second that if the right offer came along, that Cleveland wouldn't instantly take it to move on from Odell Beckham Jr. At some point, don't you 
you have enough weapons on offense that, that you got to start building some sort of a rapport. It didn't really work last year. He's been banged up. I've, I've contended this for a long time. I think Jarvis Landry is the better wide receiver of the two. If you look at production and health, the fact that he's always out there, always dependable, I think Jarvis Landry is the better wide receiver. If an offer came along, I think the Browns would absolutely take it, the right offer to move on from Odell Beckham Jr. 100%. I, I think you could make that case for a lot of players in the NFL, by the way. You know, I, th- I think people, they get so attached to players and their brands and, and their personality, but teams don't. Teams don't look at it like that. They look at it as assets. And if they feel like they can get younger, cheaper, and be able to supply their team w- with talent, because uh, don't, don't, you know, don't forget, too, you're going to have to sign Baker to an extension. Yeah. yeah. I personally think Baker's the guy, and so you're going to have to be able to pay him. And the problem is you're going to want to pay Baker – but eventually, Odell's going to want some more money, too. He's pretty young. He's, what, 27 years old, I believe? Yeah, 26, if I'm not mistaken. 26, 27, yeah. somewhere in that ballpark. So if you think about it, even though you have him under contract for another four years, you're still eventually going to have to ante up and pay him. You know, And people and look, I don't make the case all the time. If you really uh, want to pay everyone, way, you can. Sorry to interrupt. You were wrong. He's 27. I said 27. You said 26. So I think it was the other way around, but that's oh. okay. All right. Yeah. Oh. Um, but, 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 I mean, the, the point I'm trying to make is – you can pay everyone if you really want to. You can figure out a way of structuring it. It just sometimes is pretty difficult. And I think they would obviously rather pay Baker Mayfield, their quarterback, as opposed to a wide receiver where maybe they feel like they've got a great guy and Jarvis Landry, some other younger pieces too that could come along, or they could draft someone too if they're able to get back some compensation this year's draft since it's such a deep class of wide receiver. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, coming up next, uh, I have no idea what the hell he's going to bet on. He's been awful at this. Live bet Jesus is going to try and make you money, and it's next here on FSR. (sighs) Jesus. All right. This song stinks, too. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> you can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up in uh, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, we have got the 2020 edition of Brady Quinn's Top 10 Explosive Mock Draft. All right, This is a yearly tradition here on Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn's 2020 Top 10 Explosive Mock Draft coming up 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Are you at least a little bit nervous, Brady Quinn? Of course. Of course I'm nervous. I mean, I'd like to get this right. I think, um, what was it, last year? I think I got a trade right. I got a number of picks. Um, yeah. As far as the team players selecting the top ten, I think I had eight or nine. They're not necessarily all to the same to the right team, but I think I had four or five, which is not bad. I mean, it's obviously a crapshoot. There is one player left out of the top ten who I think is a top five talent. I don't know that he's going to get drafted in the top ten, and I'll explain the reason why. However, um, I I do he's he's the one that I think I'll be wrong on if I am wrong with some of these picks. Well, and here's the other, and this is the big misnomer, the big misconception when it comes to mock drafts, and and I've talked to Bucky Brooks about this to where he says he'll get a ton of crap on Twitter when he releases a mock draft, and he he has to remind people this isn't what I would do; it's what I think is going to happen. Like just in in hearing what people are talking about, I think that certain things are going to if, if it were 
were him running a draft, he wouldn't do that. But I think fans get so emotionally attached to it. Like You're basing it off of things that you're reading and hearing and how certain teams are viewing certain players. And you just you, you do the best you can. But it's, it's not a reflection of what you would do. It's just a reflection on what you think is going to happen based on the teams and what they value most at those spots. And I think I mean, the most difficult part is when you're – a team, if you look at what most general managers do or most head coaches who, who have that sort of decision on the roster, in free agency, they sign for need because these players are proven in the league, right? Like we know what they can do. You mentioned Austin Hooper earlier. They know he's a solid traditional Y tight end. He can play that spot in Cleveland. So that's what you sign for in free agency. In the draft, you draft based on value. Now, sometimes that ends up being a need too, right? Like a quarterback position, something like that. But for the most part, teams draft based on value. They've got a guy rated so high, they're like, yeah, we're good at that position, but we'll figure it out because we need to get this guy in the field and, and, and we want to make sure we get these picks right. How many teams do you actually think, because I, I always hear best player available, how many teams do you actually think follow that idea all seven rounds? Well, I think the first round's a little bit different because you're expecting that guy to come in and play. So that's a little bit of a combination of need and value, but depending on where you're at, right? Like top 10 for sure. Anywhere after that, then you're thinking, you know, need and value. It, it, it depends. I would say second round on though, there is no doubt every pick you're taking is going to be based on value. You know, you've got a higher grade than maybe where that guy is being selected, or you really like this young man and think he can make the roster. So it, to me, it's about that because th that's the biggest thing. Is as a general manager, you want to be right. You, know, you want these guys to make the roster. You want these guys to all be hits so you look good and you can keep your job. Because if you don't do a good job of supplementing your roster, there's a good chance you're going to be somewhere on the street or somewhere looking for another job not in that position a year from now. Nobody. Oh, my God. Okay, well, forget about the street, Brady Quinn. Let's go to the sports book in the what, sky. What's he going to bet on? I, I have no idea. This is insane. Like, how, how does he keep finding sport? This ought to show you the global power that Live Bet Jesus has. The fact that he's everywhere, the fact that he's watching it all shows you that there is something real about Live Bet Jesus. And now a piece of paper is floating down onto the desk here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let me go ahead and open this up here, Brady, so you know we're on the up and up. our show open. Hold on. It is tonight on the 19th day of April 2020 that I, Live Bet Jesus, proclaim the pick to be Anton Popoff in Ukrainian table tennis. How about that, Brady? You're going with this guy again? <laughs> I Did you do that last week? He just sounds like a vodka to me. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Year in the making. A year in the making. It is a yearly tradition here on Fox Sports Radio. It is Brady Quinn's explosive top 10 mock draft. We wait all year long for it, and it's coming up here in just a couple of moments. That guy right over there is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate it few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. My man, Brady Quinn. Let's get into it, man. We don't have a ton of time to waste, so let's get to our explosive mock draft. Ladies and gentlemen. Now it's time for Brady Quinn's explosive mock draft. Number one. At number one, the Cincinnati Bengals, they, yeah, they received some potential trade offers. Some teams want to trade up to take the number one overall pick, quarterback Joe Burrow out of LSU. At the end of the day, though, Cincinnati, they're not giving what they feel like could be a perennial Pro Bowl caliber player, the leader of their franchise for the future. The biggest question now moving forward is what can they get? back for Andy Dalton, or they're going to have to release him. But they draft Joe Burrow. They've got their quarterback of the future, and they're not looking back. They're looking forward. And this actually is a really good situation for Joe Burrow, too, considering they get back last year's first-round draft pick, Jonah Williams, offensive lineman out of Alabama, didn't even play because he was banged up. So really this year, it's almost like having uh, two first-round picks. And especially if they get back a healthy A.J. Green with John Ross and Tyler Boyd, could be a better offense than I think a lot of people realize. Number two. 
Number two, the Washington Redskins select the best overall prospect, in my opinion, in defensive end Chase Young out of Ohio State. When you really look at him on film this entire year, you'd be hard-pressed to find any weaknesses or flaws within his game. You put him opposite of other first-round pick, Montez Sweat, and the rest of the first-rounders and talented front that they've got there in Washington. This is starting to look like the East Coast version of what the San Francisco 49ers were able to you know, put together out there on the West Coast and win an NFC championship with. So the Redskins select Chase Young, a guy who could very well end up having a Hall of Fame career. Number three, trade alert. Trade alert. Oh, my trade God. Alert. Oh, yeah, baby. Yes. That's right. The Miami Dolphins have decided to not wait any longer. They talked with the Washington Redskins, but the Redskins, they didn't want to trade with them. They were too concerned about moving back and not getting a game-changing player like Chase Young, but Detroit was more than willing to. So in exchange for the number three overall pick, the Lions will move back to number five, but they also pick up the 56th overall pick, which is the second second-round pick for the Dolphins in this year's draft along with the 70th pick, a third-round pick in this year's draft. So you get, the Do- you, you get the Detroit Lions with a couple more pieces to build onto their roster, and the Miami Dolphins trade up to take Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback, number three overall. They've passed up on a quarterback before who was undersized and coming off of an injury to his shoulder named Drew Brees. They're not going to make that same mistake again. They're taking Tua Tagovailoa, the guy they were quote-unquote tanking for last year, but didn't even have to in this case. They were still able to win some games, accumulate uh, a bunch of draft picks, and get their guy at number three. Number four. Number four, the New York Giants. Well, they've got their quarterback in Daniel Jones, so they've decided to select offensive tackle out of Louisville, Makai Becton. The guy is as big of as, as a house, but for being that big of a size he almost moves like a ferrari uh, from what he did at the combine but every nfl team is intrigued by this young man for how well he moves for his body size and really how well he's put together i know he's big but he doesn't have a ton of body fat on him he's actually uh in better shape than most people realize still raw still some uh you know ability that he needs to improve upon but this will help solidify an offensive line that hasn't been great for their future at quarterback in Daniel Jones, but also for the running back in Saquon Barkley. Number five. At number five, the Detroit Lions now selecting because of the trade with Miami Dolphins. They select the player that they were looking at all along, and he replaces Darius Slay at cornerback, Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State. He's a perfect fit for Matt Patricia's scheme there in Detroit. They play a lot of man-to-man coverage, something that Jeff Okuda is very well-versed in being at Ohio State, playing a lot of press man-to-man like he's going to be asked to do now for the Lions. The only difference is he's got a little bit of seasoning this past year playing more off zone coverage. There's some mixtures of that too with Patricia. So this is a great pickup. We talked about earlier in the show a need and value. The Detroit Lions get both here. Number six. The Los Angeles Chargers are now looking for an heir apparent to Phillip Rivers, and they get just that. Staying on the West Coast is Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert. He oozes upside and ability with a six foot six frame, 235 pounds, a highly intelligent guy with a rocket for an arm, and he's athletic enough too to hurt you with his legs. 
put in the right system, he could be the quarterback for a number of years. But I do believe he needs a little de- little bit of development. The good thing is, Anthony Lynn, their head coach, loves Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor has done this before for Baker Mayfield. Provided an example of how to prepare yourself as a pro and prepare yourself week in and week out in the NFL. Baker had his best uh, season as a rookie with Tyrod Taylor eventually replacing him. Justin Herbert will probably play as a rookie, but he might benefit from it as well. Number seven. At number seven, the Carolina Panthers are looking at rebuilding. Uh, You look at their new head coach, Matt Rule. I think he's going to have a hard time passing up on one of the top five overall prospects in this draft. Derek Brown, the defensive tackle out of Auburn. He's an absolute monster, as you said. And the Panthers last year, they were awful against the run. If you go back and look at Matt Rule, Typically, he likes to build from the inside out with the way he recruits, the way he, he puts both uh, both his uh, schools together at Temple and Baylor. When you look at how good of defense they played, ran the football, controlled games, that eventually started to flourish by their third year. This is a building block for the future for the Panthers. Number eight. Well, the Arizona Cardinals have already made some waves as far as the skill that they've you know padded onto their roster. Their defense is actually pretty well set, so they don't have to be concerned about that. This is all about Kyler Murray and the offensive line. The Arizona Cardinals are going to select Tristan Wirfs' tackle out of Iowa. And the good thing here is he's a young guy who is freakishly athletic and strong. He's played on both sides of the offensive line, left and right tackle, so they could really put him at either spot depending on how you know what they feel like their biggest need is. But another guy like Becton, who's big and is, is athletic and I think is going to help solidify that offensive line for Kyler Murray uh, moving forward in the future. Number nine. At number nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, are looking at trying to continue to protect and build again from the inside out. One of the things that became very apparent to them last year in going back and forth with Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew was the lack of protection. Whether they wanted to or not, they had to play Gardner Minshew at the end of last season because their protection was so bad. To sure them up, they get Alabama offensive tackle Jedrick Wills at that number nine spot. They can, might have to play some musical chairs with how they want to fit all these guys in with Juwan Taylor and Cam Robinson. Robinson will probably move to guard, but either way, they get one of the other top tackles in this year's draft in the top 10. Number 10. At number 10, the Cleveland Browns fielded a lot of calls to potentially trade back. Andrew Barry, Paul DePodesta, the vice president, the general manager, they looked at potentially doing so. However, they couldn't pass up on the opportunity of getting a Thomas. They already have one you know, future Hall of Famer in Joe Thomas at the left tackle spot. Now another potential one with Andrew Thomas, the tackle out of Georgia, to help sure up some of those offensive line woes and issues we saw last year with the Cleveland Browns. So Andrew Thomas out of Georgia concludes the explosive top 10 mock draft of the first round of the 2020 draft. Uh, there's nobody better, man. There's nobody better. Nobody nobody in the history of sports television or radio puts together a more explosive top 10 mock draft than Brady Quinn does. Um, so I have got... Did, did, did you notice I left out a player, though, that's got a lot of buzz about him? Yes. Um, Who do you think that player is? Isaiah Simmons. That's right. Yeah. And here was my issue because, you know, look, he could fit with Detroit. He could fit with the New York Giants. He could fit really on almost any team. Any of these defenses, I think you could find a place for him. I I just – I became a little bit concerned that if you're looking at him as a safety or as a linebacker, either way, it just seems a little rich. 
And, and I know that sounds terrible because he's such a talented player. He really is a top three talent as far as looking at the way he moves, how sure I am he can he can you know transition in the NFL and, and literally be a perennial pro bowler. Like he's that type of player. The problem is, is he's going to be doing it at a position that I don't know how much that's really going to help your team improve in, in winning football games. He's going to be a tremendous player, but if you can't protect your quarterback, uh, if you can't cover down on the outside at the cornerback spot or have the quarterback or rush the quarterback, it's all about the pass game. It's all about the quarterback. I'm not sure how that's going to help out your team in winning football games. So he's kind of a, a tweener as far as where people see him fitting in. And then I also feel like whether you do see him as a safety or as a linebacker, either way, those positions aren't valued quite as much. I mean, look at what I had going in the top 10, and I think what you'd agree will probably happen this year. You're going to see a lot of big men, tackles, edge rushers, defensive tackles, quarterbacks, and then maybe a few other players if they're extremely talented at their position. Yeah, um, I act. I, he feels like, and I was talking to Bucky Brooks about this, who said that he is in a in a in a difficult spot because he's a talented guy, but you're not really sure where to put him. But he feels like Isaiah Simmons feels like a guy who needs to go to a place where it's a defensive-minded coach who's creative enough to find opportunities for him. And so I just wonder, if he does fall out of the top 10 like you're projecting, you got the Jets at 11, you got the Raiders at 12, San Fran, and then Tampa Bay all the way up to 14. If Vic Fangio and Denver's on the clock and Isaiah Simmons is there at 15, how do they let him get by? Yeah, no, it'd be hard. It'd be hard for them to let him get by. I mean, I, I don't I don't know that he even makes it that far. Uh, I, I do think that Cleveland's spot is one that I would not be shocked if they didn't trade back. I think there's going to be some teams positioning if they want a wide receiver to try to get the first crack at that. Um, and, and, I, and I do think there's going to be a difference of opinion in wide receiver. You know, I think there's going to be a team like, you know, Las Vegas that if, if Mark Davis is sitting there talking to John Gruden and Mike Mayock, he might be saying, look, my dad would have picked Henry Ruggs. If we, if we get first crack at a wide receiver, yeah. that's who I'd want. Because that's, that's who Al wanted. He wants speed yeah. or he wants size and power. Where you might get a team like the New York Jets that says, we want C.D. Lamb. We want a guy who's more versatile, can move around, do this and that. And you might get other teams who are like Jerry Judy. So the tough thing for Denver is, if they do take Isaiah Simmons there, you're passing up on potentially getting a guy who could be your bona fide number one wide receiver and, and not being able to provide that building block to your quarterback for the future or potentially a tackle at that spot that maybe could do a better job than Garrett Bowles has done at the left tackle spot, even though he improved in the second half of last year. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up next, there was a, an interesting move that Brady Quinn has near the top of his mock draft that I think could showcase a complete shift in the NFL. Find out what it is next here on FSR. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. That guy right over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in, we'll call it 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, we will have another edition of Headline or Lie, where Brady Quinn and I compete head-to-head to see who can stump who in a little uh, game we like to call Headline or Lie here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, always, uh, always a fun game. Uh, last week, uh, very bizarre, Brady Quinn... Uh, Seemed like uh, some people from his hometown decided to partake in the festivities and things got a little out of hand. So. It was a holiday weekend. They were having a good time. Uh, it played to your benefit, and that's what you're not including in this conversation is it led to you winning in Headliner Lie last week, which is a rarity. You know, it's always a, a good addition to Headliner Lie when one of the participants doesn't know who Dr. Fauci is. Like, that's always that's, – that's always – Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, Is that the alcohol speaking? Or do you think that's legitimate? I'm not sure. No idea. I have have no no earthly idea uh, what was happening there. What percentage of America knows who Dr. Fauci is? I would say 100. Are you serious? I, I, oh my God. How can you not know? You're giving people way too much credit. I mean, now, People what pers- don't even know who they're voting for sometimes. Like, think about that. Like, you, you've seen when Howard Stern does a random poll of people on the street, and they will have no idea the political affiliation or who the vice president that the president's running with when they vote. I, How the heck are they going to know who Dr. Fauci is? I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of people panicking all over the country because of what's going on. People, you know, buying toilet paper uh, no chance. And, sh- and, and hiding it. And you, you I, think- I don't know that it's 50% of America. If there's 300 million people in this country, I don't know that 150 million know who Dr. Fauci is. Hmm. Interesting. 
Uh, I I would uh, well I know this. There's at least one person who doesn't know who he is, and that person that person <laughs> lives in go. Dublin, Ohio. There right? you go. So, so I, from I our headliner lie last week, it was already fifty percent. So <laughs> I, there I you stand go. Corrected. Uh, all right. Uh, so we will have a headliner lie coming up here ten minutes from now. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Your chance to be a part. If you've got the balls, I mean, if you've got the balls and you want to team up with Brady Quinn and myself. Uh, Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That coming up ten minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I did want to ask you this. So Brady Quinn did his um, explosive mock draft just a few minutes ago here on Fox Sports Radio, where you do the top ten. And look, we don't take the easy way out here. We involve trades. All right, trades will be included. And so while a lot of people will look at sort of one of the interesting developments with your top ten is that Miami actually does move up to number three in the draft and and does take two of of Iloa. I thought what was interesting is who you had going for. You took you have Makai Becton from Louisville, the talented offensive lineman going number four to the New York Giants. This on the heels of the report that he failed a drug test. And it, it's funny to me how much things have changed to where a couple of years ago you had Laramie Tunsil smoking weed with a gas mask on and fell down the draft boards and teams are taking him off their fell? draft. Miami took him in. No reservations. I, I, I know. It, but there were teams out there that, and, and the reports were coming out that they were so shocked and, and appalled by what they saw that they, they were distancing themselves from Laramie Tunsil. And yet here we are, another guy test positive, and you don't think it hurts his draft stock at all. In fact, you think he's the first offensive lineman off the board. Yeah, I was talking with one of my buddies who's an offensive line coach in the league, and uh, he was one that, when, like, when I turned on the film, because they opened up the season with, with Notre Dame, and Notre Dame has two really good defensive ends that are in this year's draft. Julian Aquara, who didn't finish the season, he was hurt. He might go late first round. And then uh, Khalid Kareem, uh, who's solid all the way around, probably a mid-round draft pick, but he had to go up against both those guys, and I actually thought for the most part he kind of held his own for how big he was. He's really long. It takes forever to even try to get around him. And he moves well for his size. So you have to understand this as far as the, the, the tests that came out positive. Some were diluted samples, which doesn't mean it's a positive test, even though that's how they mark them uh, or that's how they would handle them. And in the new CBA, these players aren't punished anymore for diluted tests, depending on you know what exactly the the quote-unquote positive test is because a lot of times if it's diluted they'll test the other sample yeah. that they get to then confirm or decide what it is and i, and I know you're well aware of this because ufc and a lot of fights you know they have very similar protocols <laughs> well hold on let's just be honest here why would it be diluted because well, it could it, well, it, no it could be diluted for a few reasons you know if you go and you're trying to really hydrate your body if you want to weigh more or, or you know because there's two concerns some guys want to weigh a certain weight, and so they'll drink a ton of water that day to be at that weight. Other guys, like Chase Claypool, and I think I told you the story, he was so concerned about being hydrated because he was training in, I think, Cali, the long flight. He drank a ton of water. He ended up weighing like 238 or 239. People thought he was like, oh, maybe he'll play tight end. And after talking to his agent and talking with him, he was like, no, man, I just drank way too much water. So there is that concern, too, because you see guys, they'll pull up Kenneth Murray linebacker out of Oklahoma. Yeah, he, he, I believe he actually pulled up during his uh, his 40 yard dash because they're sitting around all day and they're not able to hydrate. Yeah, those are legitimate concerns. I don't think a guy with his size and all that, 
I personally don't feel like he's necessarily taking anything. I don't think he needs to take anything. Well, I, I the, the reason I, I bring it up is because we've heard stories about how, you know, uh, urine samples would be inconclusive because players know they might have taken the green wolf for a walk uh, not that long ago and so you know how do you you know skate around it you simply drink a ton of water so they can't really get a conclusive test when they go to 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 give a a urination and when you go to urinate and give them a sample so if you maybe uh have uh, have you know eaten some of the hippie lettuce uh in in recent weeks you know you drink a ton of water and you kind of throw off the test a little bit i'm just i'm not saying my Kai Becton did it. I'm just saying that, you know, that could be a possibility maybe. Well, the one that doesn't make sense is Zach Bond because he had popped, you know, positive for for a diluted sample. And the odd thing is, is he actually ended up, I want to say, I think he weighed because he weighed in at the senior bowl and then he ended up weighing in at the combine lighter than he was at the senior bowl. And so I was, I was kind of confused because I'm thinking, all right, if you, you know, maybe he was trying to cut weight or something else. You think you'd be dehydrated, not overly hydrated. So that was one that was kind of funny. Uh, now, and when you talk to him, he's a really good kid, good dude. Um, so I don't know if there's anything to it, but um, th- there are some there are some guys who are trying to kind of manipulate the weight and all that, and they probably know that they could get away with it this year because of the change in the CBA. Now they wouldn't have known then, and so that's the thing you have to understand is the rules have recently changed after the combine when they came upon the agreement of the new CBA, where now these guys wouldn't get popped for a diluted test like they would be in the past when that would count as, as basically them testing positive and they would be put in the protocol. These guys, I believe, will be put in the protocol initially, but they have the ability to test out. The other thing you had in your uh, explosive mock draft, you had Miami moving up to three to take Tua Tagovailoa with Detroit. I got to imagine if you're Detroit, and you can trade back and still land Jeffrey Okuda, they've got to be thrilled. I mean, they've got to be thrilled that Jeffrey Okuda is still there and they can draft him at five by moving back with the Dolphins. I I would say that that'd be a win for them. I just, I don't know how much that moves the needle. I mean, I'll be honest. Does that help improve their team? Of course. If you can have a, a lockdown, shutdown corner, a guy that you can isolate, you don't have to worry about the team's best receiver, you know, great. But that's a team that has to win. They have to win now. And I think if you're looking at their edge rushers, I don't know between Trey Flowers and Romeo Aquara and a few of the other pieces, I don't know that they've got the, the ponies to be able to do it. And so th- that's a concern. That's why, like when I told you before, I, I did a mock draft where I had uh, them taking Chandler Jones because he knows the system. Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia are familiar with him from New England. And they need a guy who can go in there and put pressure on opposing quarterbacks and turn the football over. Um so I think they'd be excited about it if, if it worked out that way and getting a CUDA, but they still need some help. And so I, I think the biggest thing is then they've got a hit on that the additional second round pick, the additional third round pick. Those guys have to be guys that, that work out and end up playing a big factor for them. By the way, the fact that you tried to sabotage uh, having to do a mock draft on Mondays by throwing in trades just to piss people off that we're putting them all together. Job well done by you. Like that, that is really outthinking the room, and I'm proud of you. I just well, you okay. The, the entire mock draft, right, was a little bit crazy. <laughs> I mean, we we did have Cincinnati trading out of the number one spot. Miami traded up to take Joe Burrow. Cincinnati <laughs> got a haul of picks. They didn't even draft a quarterback with the picks. They ended up, I think, signing Cam Newton. I forget what the whole thing was. <laughs> Here's what it was. We had done three mock drafts, and the fourth one was one of those where we wouldn't say, all right, let's play out some different scenarios. And so one of the things we wanted to do was, like, what would it take for Cincinnati to move out of that number one spot? 
uh, and, and it was a boatload of picks. And so that ended up working out with with uh, with, with Miami. And then then I, I kind of threw around the idea of why don't we see more veteran guys traded on draft day? You know, instead of trading picks and moving spots, why don't we see more actual veterans traded? Now the reason is because you can't take a physical, right? So let's say for example in this scenario. The Lions did trade for Chandler Jones. They have to do it before the draft so they can give him a physical to make sure he's healthy, to make sure they don't have to rescind that pick back, right? It, it could get messy if it happens within the 10 minutes that you have to make that pick. So I, I think you could see the difficulty of actually trading a veteran player unless you've already got his physical, you know he's good to go, and you feel comfortable with it. So th- that's more of the difficulty with creating some of these, these other scenarios that people will throw around. In reality, it just doesn't work out that way. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer, and include your FICO credit score. And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Headline or lie is next here on Fox Sports Radio. We are looking for two brave souls, people with the balls, to be a part of the hottest game show anywhere on Sunday nights. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. That's coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, including what's happening in Ukrainian table tennis, it's Steve DeSager. <laughs> I have a question on this. Of course, live bet loser, of course, going to Ukraine like last Sunday's show. I, I found an Anton whoever is playing six different matches in this Ukraine Cup tonight. Yeah. So which of the six is mysteriously loser going to say, oh yeah, that one that he won, that's the one I picked. I, I believe it was Anton Popov, because I that str- that rang a bell with me because I remember the the vodka Popov, and he was taking on another Anton. Okay, but was so, that still in progress? Because I saw yeah. a final score for that a while ago. No, no, that was still in progress. I lead the lap. Our executive sure, producer can happened. confirm it. Yeah. No, he can, he can right. confirm it. Why? Why? What? What happened in that game, Steve? Uh, why yeah. Well, of course, it was already a win and finished. And you know, I think Brady can attest that this may have <laughs> Wait, happened so before you, on the show. Did, did you make a bet on like an already finished result? Is that, that what happened? That, okay, first of all, I didn't make any bet. Secondly, Lee DeLap can corro- corroborate this because Lee actually saw it as well. Really? We were guessing who live. That Jesus was going to bet on, and Lee actually said down the line, "Do you think it'll be one of the one of the Antons?" And I said, "I have no idea." Lee, do you not recall that? I, I do recall that. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so it was it was still in progress. So it sounds to me, much to his chagrin, that's a win for Steve DeSager and Lie Bet Jesus. I mean, this is huge, Steve. You're, it's a win for Steve. Steve, yeah, you're on the show Steve. because Steve's on the show with a winner now. Uh-oh. He's <laughs> on the show with a winner now. So <laughs> congratulations, DeSager. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I should say, by the time I found the match. It was over. <laughs> so this is the equivalent of that one San Francisco semi-pro soccer match that he bet on that was in the 85th minute. I mean, I simply see, like, much like you like to say, simply reporting the facts here. I'm just okay, reading yeah, what's on the exactly. paper. I'm just reading right, what's on right. the paper. ESPN says the Cleveland Browns have not had any discussions this offseason about trading wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. despite the speculation. Seattle tight end Jacob Hollister and wide receiver David Moore signed their contract tenders, so they're officially back with the Seahawks. Hollister had 41 receptions last season in 11 games. Saints quarterback Taysom Hill has yet to sign his tender, but he will reportedly be part of the team's virtual offseason program. The NFL draft is scheduled to start Thursday night, a three-day event. Networks are still... 
being asked not to tip the picks before they're announced. Fox TV's been airing a different Super Bowl every Sunday afternoon. Today it was Broncos-Falcons. Next Sunday, Green Bay-New England at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Also through April, FS1 is carrying classic NFL postseason games on Thursday and Friday nights. This Thursday, 2010 Viking-Saints NFC Championship game. Wayne Gretzky, for what it's worth, says he's convinced hockey will return this summer that, quote, somehow we'll figure this out. Among the many options the NHL is considering is to return and go directly to the playoffs, hosted by several neutral sites. William Byron won today's virtual NASCAR race. Kyle Busch started 27th but finished 5th. Denny Hamlin, who won the first week of these four races they've had, he finished 6th today. Dale Earnhardt Jr. finished 8th. And Major League Baseball, according to our Ken Rosenthal, will allow teams to furlough employees or reduce their pay starting May 1st. Talking about non-playing personnel. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up 12 minutes from now here on FSR, there was a big-time move made by one team in the NFL, but it could be a bad one just a couple of years from now. We will peek into the future here uh, 12 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, though, it's time for a little something we do on the show called this. News. Turn on the news. Is it a headline or is it a lie? Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn. All right, here we go. Headliner lie here on Fox Sports Radio where we get down and dirty and we see who out there has got the guts to want to team up with Brady Quinn and myself. And let's get it started. We go to Bowling Green where Brian is listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Brian, what's happening? Oh, man, I'm excited. I mean, forget about that. What are you drinking, Brian? Uh, An IPA from something my wife bought. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, okay, cool. Okay, I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of IPAs out there. And I don't know if you know this or not. Brady Quinn is a big fan of IPAs, so I mean, he could probably help you out uh, in that department. Well, I, I think uh, well, it's, from, qu- it's from Terrapin, so not Ohio. I'm guessing. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, it's Sounds not. Like it. uh, Brian, the, the bigger question is, what what number IPA is that for you? Oh, one. Oh, nah, that sucks. He's just getting started. I mean, unless you get one of those double India. I, by the way, I've had a triple IPA before, and yeah. uh, like I was hallucinating halfway through. I, swear I can to see God. that. You're I, kind of lightweight. I, I mean, like I, I mean, I, it's a very, very bizarre. That's behavior. what happens when you inter- intermittent fast, and really you just don't eat. You, by the you way, starve yourself, and then you, you crack open an IPA that's like seventeen percent alcohol per volume. It's six thirty Pacific time out here on the West Coast. I have not eaten a single thing all day. How's that? And I have no desire, no, no, no urges, Brady. Quinn. I mean, None. what are you, Gandhi? I mean, what are you trying to prove here? I mean, uh, in all seriousness, what are you trying to prove here? I'm just trying to to prove that it's mind over matter, that you can do it if you just put your mind to it, and that's uh, that's really why, all. There why is do you to not it. want to eat? I just I didn't feel the urge. Plus, it took me a little bit longer than I thought to put together my mock draft. So, you know, just uh, kind of struggled uh, in some some uh, some places. So, needed to make sure that was taken care of before I took care of the appetite. Uh, forget about that. Brian and Bowling Green, who do you want to team up with, Brady Quinn or myself? All Browns fans know, say, Quinn to win. All right, Brian, let's do it, man. Yeah, there we go. Typical, typical. Of course, you get the guy who's had one beer. I'm, I'm, let me guess. I'm going to get some guy who's who's mangled and drooling on the phone. Doesn't know who uh, Dr. Fauci is, man. Right. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to <laughs> Doug in Ohio. Doug, uh, you are here on Fox Sports Radio. Doug, what's happening? I love Fauci. Let's go. Uh, 
This is great. I can already tell this is that's be a, a first. Disaster. I've never heard anyone right. pronounce their love for Fauci. Uh, uh, Doug, uh, you're gonna <laughs> Doug, you're gonna team up with me first. Secondly, oh, who do you um, who do you or how much have you had to drink here, Doug? I've had one truly and one white claw. Huh. Interesting. Hey, I'm, I, on I, keto. I'm on the keto. I'm watching okay. my figure. Might I recommend next time, why don't you just have an Ecto Cooler and a Capri Sun you know, while we're Ooh, at Ecto it? Ecto Coolers were good back they then. They were good, man. Yeah. Ecto Coolers You spike awesome. those things now? <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, here we go. Uh, it is Headline or Lie here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm going to read my headline to Brady's partner. He's going to do the same to mine. If we're tied at the end of this, we go to a sudden death overtime question. All right. So here we go. I will start with Brady's partner, Brian in Bowling green uh brian are you ready i am here we go headline or lie stimulus checks are being spent on sex toys tigers guns and stripper poles not yet lie sit down down. this is america man i mean (laughs) what was that documentary that just came out Tiger King? <laughs> tiger King, yeah. I mean, you don't think that inspired people to start buying tigers? Hey, by the way, have you seen the Ted Bundy documentary, the, the Bundy confession tapes? <laughs> All right, moving on. Doug? That, guy, that guy was a whack job and sure, a half, man. Sure, Hey, Doug, you ready for Headliner Lie before we get uh, fired? I'm, I'm, I'm set, yep. <laughs> okay, here we go. Headliner <laughs> Lie. Tenants who can't make rent right now say landlords are asking for sex. Oh, that's definitely a headline. All right. All right, headline or lie here on Fox Sports Radio to Brian uh, Brady Quinn's partner. Brian, headline or lie. Police responded to calls over a grown man weeping in his car earlier this week while reading his Twitter mentions. That man was Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. It's <laughs> 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 a lie. <laughs> Is it though? All right. All right, here we go, Dougie. Headline or lie? Former NFL player seen stranded on top of a bridge with a broke-down golf cart. Oh, wow. That's got to be a headline. Damn it. Ah, man. Damn it. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) Didn't seem to make the news. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's good. Damn. Uh, All right, headline or lie to uh, Brian Brady Quinn's partner. Headline or lie? To raise money for first responders in the area, Dublin Kaufman High School in Ohio is selling T-shirts with the following on the back. Quote, help each other, help those in need, or do a bunch of PEDs like the class of 2003. That's <laughs> so high. <laughs> it's so weird you always go back to, to your graduation year. I never <laughs> understand that. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, All right. I'm just, you know, All playing right. the game here. Here we go, Dougie. Headline or lie? <laughs> yeah. Online company marketing a coronavirus rescue team that takes infected husbands away from their house for a 14-day quarantine costs only $3,500. <laughs> oh, my. Lie. It's got to be a lie. All right. There you go, Dougie. I mean, I wish it wasn't. Someone's got to capitalize off that. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Here we go. Headline or lie? Brian Brady Quinn's partner here on Fox Sports Radio. Headline or lie? A report came out earlier this week that actor Jesse Smollett and his alleged attacker had, quote, a sexual relationship. I believe that. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the name of the show. 
I've, I've, by the way, I've never heard anybody more confident with an answer in this game in the history of that we've been doing it. Believe that. That was amazing. All right. By the way, sorry, Bobo. Here we go, Doug. Headline, headline or lie? Oh, yeah, I do work here. Police department reminds residents to wear pants while checking mailbox. Oh, headline for sure. Oh, man, this is good. This is a good game. All right, here we go. All tied up. All tied up. Getting down to the down to the wire here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so uh, Brian and Bowling Green, Brady Quinn's partner, headline or lie. A former NFL quarterback was detained by Fort Lauderdale police earlier this week for bullying the construction crew that is, quote, taking too long to build his new home. Ooh, uh, I bet that's a headline. Yes! Oh. Yes! <laughs> All right, Doug. Here we go. Doug, if you get this, it's over and we win, baby. Come on, Doug. Don't yeah, choke. Here we go. Here we go, Doug. Headline or lie? Man accused of spraying bottle of COVID-19 on business doors. Oh, man. Headline. All right. Yeah. There it is. Big time. Doug coming in nice clutch, clutch there. Big time, Two weeks man. in a row, man. Two How weeks in that? a row, you've got my number right now. And and the fact that two weeks in a row, I had a partner that was drinking White Claws. How about that? <laughs> maybe that one, yeah, maybe that's the common denominator. Yeah, Although he was conflicted. He had Truly and White Claw, right? Yeah, I mean, there, there was a little bit of that. A little, little mix yeah, and match yeah. there. But uh, but there it is. <laughs> uh, that is uh, this week's edition of Headliner Live. Thanks to Brian and Doug for, uh, for taking part. And uh, next week, if we could get somebody who's a little bit more hammered, it might be more fun. I think. Yeah, or just, you know, more high. One of the yeah. two. <laughs> I, do, I do think, I do oh, think uh, that would be a, a good idea. All right. Uh, coming up next year. <laughs> look, it absolutely is. I, let me tell you about it. Uh, you might go number four in the draft. Who knows? Uh, all right. Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, there was a big move made in the NFL earlier this week, but it could not shape up to be that good of a move a couple of years from now. We will tell you what that is next year on Fox Sports Radio. Finally, Bobo. Yeah. Finally, uh, some Allison Chains here. <laughs> I mean, what do we got to do to get some Allison Chains on the show? Guess we got to wait till the final segment of hour two to get it, huh? For God's sakes. Hey, I'm not kidding about that. Ted, by the way, Brady Quinn, uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm not kidding about that Ted Bundy documentary. Listen to listen to a little fun fact from that documentary. When Ted Bundy took off from wherever he escaped from, which I, I think was Colorado at the time. He Why do you went, do this? Okay, he went, to, he went to Ann Arbor, Michigan, and watched the Rose Bowl because he was a Washington alum. Washington played Michigan in the Rose Bowl, and he went to a Michigan bar and said he almost got his ass kicked because he was rooting for Washington. You know how many guys at that bar showed restraint when really they could have beat the hell out of a Washington fan who was a mass murderer, a serial killer, but they didn't get the chance because they were the adult in the room and they weren't going to let the cocktails and the football game make them get any angrier. They could have wiped out Ted Bundy right then and there, and they didn't do it. I'm just letting you know. Just Where you know. the hell do you want anyone to go from there? Uh, I want you to go to Christian McCaffrey because it's a seamless transition from a serial killer to Christian McCaffrey who just got paid a Why are you fascinated with Ted Bundy? <laughs> I, I look, do not I, understand that. You I have just, a fascination with the weirdest things. Backdraft, Jaws, Ted Bundy. Well, first of all, I, I don't want you to confuse the great, not ba- the great backdraft with Ted Bundy. 
All right, uh, let's let's not even go there because because uh, Ronald on backdraft, I, I think you know should get more of the acclaim than Ted Bundy does. Me personally, but but never mind all that. So we seamlessly transition in a professional way from a serial killer to Christian McCaffrey here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Brady Quinn, Christian McCaffrey got a uh, got a bunch of money. But he's a running back. And I've been told by everybody that you're not supposed to pay running backs. You're supposed to franchise tag him and avoid having to give him that kind of cash. What are the Panthers doing here with Christian McCaffrey? They, they kind of were damned if they you know did, damned if they didn't. I think the difference with McCaffrey and signing him to this deal is, you know, he hasn't had the injury history a guy like Todd Gurley had, for example. And he does a lot more in the passing game than, than Gurley does. So if you're Matt Rule and – you want to basically sign a guy who could be the new you know face of your franchise for now, but it's going to help Teddy Bridgewater or, or a young quarterback if you draft one. That's the right thing to do is try to solidify yourself with a guy who's now under contract for the next, what, six years? I think it was a four years on top of the two he already had yeah. left. And so now you've got him under contract and control for that length of time. And if you want to move off from him after three years, you can move off. Uh, once he gets a little bit older in age and has a little more wear and tear and you're not going to own anything. So, you know, they kind of had to make that move, but I also think it's a wise move moving forward. Do you think there's a position switch? Like maybe at some point, if he starts to see the wear and tear, maybe he turns into more of a wide receiver than actually a running back? I don't think so. I mean, I I, I, I don't foresee that happening only because of, you know, how he is, I think, even as a – you know, running routes as a receiver. You know, he's good. He's he's not to that extent where you, where I think he could survive solely as that. So, for that reason, I think he'll he'll remain a running back. He'll just play a, a greater role in that regard. I think the biggest thing is they'll they need to be careful about how much wear and tear he he has. He t- he's on the field a ton, and I know he wants to be, but still, that'll eventually get the best of him. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Brady, are you ready for the bottom 10 mock draft here on Fox Sports Radio? Are you ready? Okay, well, it's a good thing you can't wait. You won't have to wait any longer. It's next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought 
in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know, the last thing I want to do is ball wash myself on Fox Sports Radio across the country where people are listening all over the place on all of our affiliates, people listening overseas on the iHeartRadio app. That's the last thing I want to do. But I got to be honest with you. What you're about to hear might be the most difficult task in the history of Sports Talk Radio, and it's the the third year we're going to give it a try. So we'll get to that here coming up in just a couple of moments. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. For 15 minutes, could save you 15% or more on car insurance, Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Ladies and gentlemen, Brady effing Quinn. Oh, th- th- this segment's not about me, buddy. Th- this is all about you, all about you grinding, doing the work, coming up with the bottom 10. Yes, that includes Mr. Irrelevant. Yes. Probably uh, you know, the, the guy that gets a parade for him, the very last pick of the NFL draft. You have concocted your your mixture of guys. You like being on the bottom. That's why you picked the bottom ten. Yes, I do. We, we got to get to this. We we can yeah. no longer wait. This is what I've been waiting for all show long. And now I'm just I'm just letting people know these are the bottom ten selections. And as Brady Quinn pointed out, there's a lot of trades at this point in the draft because people look at them like pennies, right? Brady Quinn, they're they're pennies. They're, they're you know people don't really take these picks all that seriously. You know, correct. I, I will disagree a little bit with that because. Teams are looking at guys they value. They don't want to have to wait till after the draft to negotiate with with other teams that become you know college you know unrestricted free agents that that you know end up looking at a bunch of different places. And when you talk about teams trading around these picks, usually if a team is going to trade away like a seventh round pick, if they trade away a future seventh round pick, you know a lot of times they'll be able to continue to build that and then jump you know, another round ahead and jump another round ahead. So sometimes that seventh round pick two years ago ends up being a fifth or a fourth round pick a couple or a few years later. So you never know what that pick ends up being, man. Now I have shown growth. The first year we did this, I had a player in my bottom 10 who actually went in the first round of the draft. That was embarrassing. But last year I only missed Mr. Irrelevant by about seven picks by about seven. That was the, that was the highlight of it all. Yeah. So close but no cigar, but I have shown growth. And so to continue with that growth, Brady Quinn, it's time for yet another edition of this. And now, 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 hey, hey, now, and now, 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 it's time for Jonas Knox's now, 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 hey, hey, now. Nowhere Close to Being Explosive Mock Draft. One, three, two, one. 
number 246. <laughs> number 246, Brady Quinn. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins are on the clock, and Miami goes with Trajan Bandy, cornerback out of Miami. They go with a local kid, somebody who more than likely, if he does make a roster in the NFL, it will be as a special teamer or a slot corner for depth. Brandy plays a physical type of football. There's a lot of characteristics to like from him from a personality standpoint. He's probably coming out too early, but he cited family reasons behind his decision. He's only five foot eight, but he plays physical, and he's an easy guy to root for. The Dolphins go cornerback Trajan Bandy out of Miami at pick number 246. Number 247. The New York Giants are on the clock, and they will go to the defensive backfield again, but the Giants will take Jared Maiden, a safety out of Alabama. Look, Joe Judge is a Nick Saban disciple. He's also a Bill Belichick disciple. Maiden checks off both boxes in that he played under Saban in Tuscaloosa, and he provides versatility in the defensive backfield, which is something that Bill Belichick always looks for. Joe Judge and the Giants are stunned that Maiden is still on the board at this spot. He's a senior who has flown under the radar throughout the draft process, and the fact that I've got him here, Brady, means he's probably going five rounds earlier. Number 248. Trade alert. Oh, yeah. You bet your ass there's a trade. And here's why there's a trade. Because it's the Houston Texans on the clock. And Bill O'Brien loves trades. So the Houston Texans make a trade at 248 with the Philadelphia Eagles. And with that pick, Philadelphia takes offensive lineman John Runyon out of Michigan. It makes sense on a couple of fronts. Number one, Bill O'Brien treats draft picks like dime toss at a church carnival. He can't deal them fast enough. It also makes sense because of the name. John Runyon. Sound familiar? His dad, John Runyon Sr., was an all-pro offensive lineman in the NFL. He played most of his career for which franchise? The Philadelphia Eagles. I think Howie Roseman does a former Eagle a solid. He moves back into the draft. He gives his son his draft moment. John Runyon Jr. follows in his dad's footsteps, and he becomes a Philadelphia Eagle. Number 249. Trade alert. Trade alert. Trade alert. Oh, yo, come on. You thought there was just going to be one trade in the bottom 10 of the mock draft? My ass. That's trade number two, and it involves the Minnesota Vikings going from 249, trading out, and trading with the Cleveland Browns, who are now on the clock. And Cleveland takes tight end Charlie. Tumopea out of Portland State, most likely an H-back at the NFL level. He's a talented player. He does have Ohio ties as he was a three-sport three star in the state before heading out west. He's an interesting prospect. He gives the Browns and Kevin Stefanski the potential for another weapon on offense. And let's be honest, that's what the Browns do. They just continue to add on offense. So they take the tight end out of Portland State at number 249. Number 250. The Houston Texans defensive lineman Robert Windsor out of Penn State in a stunning development, an absolute shocker. Bill O'Brien actually keeps the pick and goes back to his old stomping grounds and grabs Windsor, who had a bit of a disappointing final season in which his sack production dropped. He's probably a better run stuffer than pass rusher at the next level. Anyways, but O'Brien, a former Nittany Lion head coach, goes back to Happy Valley. He takes Robert Windsor, the defensive lineman out of Penn State in this spot. 
number 251. The Miami Dolphins are back on the clock because I believe last check, the Miami Dolphins have 388 picks in this upcoming draft, and they're going to go with linebacker Asmar Bilal out of Notre Dame. At this point, you draft what you know best, and Brian Flores knows defense best. He also knows what Notre Damers have had a really successful run in South Florida recently. So Brian Flores looks around. He listens to Fox Sports Radio. He hears about the reports. He hears about a guy running an HOA. He hears about a guy uh, developing a new home. He hears about a guy in his broadcasting career skyrocketing every single season. He says, you know what? Look what Brady Quinn's done. Brady Quinn, one of the best broadcasters in the country, is now living in South Florida. And Brian Flores says, you know, there's got to be something in the water with those South Bend guys. So the Dolphins get a guy who's not great in space, but could be a contributor on special teams for years to come, and they take Bilal, the linebacker, out of Notre Dame. Number 252. The Denver Broncos now on the clock, and they will take running back Marvin Kinsey Jr. out of Colorado State. John Elway, Vic Fangio and company, they go with a local product, not a lot of wear and tear on Kinsley, who had less than 300 carries in four years for the Rams, but he did flash at times this past season, most notably a 246-yard performance against Toledo. The Broncos take Marvin Kinsley Jr., the running back out of Colorado State. Number 253. The Minnesota Vikings are now on the clock at 253, and the Vikings go with Carter Coughlin, the linebacker, out of Minnesota. In a draft that has so many unknowns, you will see a lot of local products end up close to home, especially in the later rounds. That happens here with Coughlin. He's a high-motor guy who will be a camp favorite for the Vikes and I think has a real good shot to make the team for a defensive-minded head coach in Mike Zimmer. Number 254. Trade alert. Oh, yeah. Come on. You thought we were just going to have two trades in the bottom 10? Get out of my face. Trade alert at 254. It's the Denver Broncos again who were on the clock. But guess what? The Broncos make a trade and an interesting one with the San Francisco 49ers. And you're probably thinking to yourself, who could the 49ers be trading back in the seventh round to pick? At this point, guys can just pick and choose where they want to go play. Uh Uh-uh. San Fran's not taking any chances. And they go with... Cole McDonald, the quarterback out of Hawaii. Kyle Shanahan hits up his old buddy John Elway in Denver, and he makes the move for the stud out of Oahu. Kyle's dad, Mike Shanahan, was on the Redskins staff in 2010 when they made the decision to move on from another Hawaii quarterback, Colt Brennan. I'm telling you, I think Kyle Shanahan, who was also on that staff, I think he looks around and he wonders, God... What could have been if we would have really stuck with Colt Brennan and not panicked and gotten rid of him in 2010? Maybe he would have flourished and we could have been the guys who would have let a Hawaii quarterback run free and put up massive numbers in the NFL. I think Kyle Shanahan takes a shot. He takes a chance on the latest signal caller from the Big Island. Number 255. It is Mr. Irrelevant time. And number 255, the New York Giants go with Chris Rowland, a wide receiver at a Tennessee State. The story of this draft is wide receivers. So it's appropriate that the final pick is a wide receiver. Rowland, an undersized guy for sure, but put up monster numbers last season. 104 catches, over 1,400 yards for the Division I AA product. Mr. Irrelevant, pick number 255, Chris Rowland at a Tennessee State. And that 
is your nowhere close to being explosive bottom 10 mock draft for 2020. And a round of applause. A round of applause. That is just absolutely phenomenal. The insight, the research, everything that you did. It's almost like you had a former NFL scout that you worked kiss my with ass. and maybe picked their brain a little bit with First. to get some background information on some of these young men. It was almost like that was the case. Okay, first of all, just because I've been known to cheat in other aspects of my life doesn't mean I'm going to cheat when it comes to the bottom 10 mock draft. All right, pal, I did my own research, and I think a lot of this stuff makes sense. Now, it's a lot of info. Uh, you know, butchered come, uh, some of the words there. By the way, I'd like to correct uh, you know, um, uh, Cole McDonald. He isn't from the Big Island, uh, but, he, but he's you know from the island that oh, I consider gosh, the Big Island. It. It's just a shout-out to our friends at Fox Sports 990 in Honolulu. That's all I'm First doing here, off, Brady you're, Quinn. You're underselling him. I think if he goes, he could go around before. Um, so I don't know that he makes it to the seventh round. I, I think there's a chance that he goes a little bit before that. Uh, I like the bandy one, and, and I like the idea of you taking in late rounds players who, like, as you as you noted, you know Carter Coughlin from Minnesota going to the Vikings. Uh, same thing with Trajan Bandy from Miami, cornerback, staying in Miami at cornerback. Um, I had the opportunity to go to one of their practices and saw him, and, and I was kind of taken back by how how small he was. He is really only five foot eight, about one hundred eighty pounds. But he um, he would be a throwback that I think a lot of the older Miami schools and and, and I shouldn't say schools teams uh, would appreciate because he likes to talk and he's really confident <laughs> and he knows their defense and it was it was fun to sit out there and practice and kind of listen to him talk trash to the offense and to some of the wide receivers so uh, I really like that young man and, and as you said there is a reason why he's you know coming out a little bit early uh, but I, I got to tell you. I thought you did a great job. I think some of the players that you you talked about could go a little a little bit before then. Well, yeah, uh, now Windsor's, because I talked about them, of course. Well, right, right. That's one of the reasons, and the other reason is that you know a guy like Windsor, I could see potentially going the sixth round. John Runyon, uh, I could actually see going for sure in the fifth, sixth round. You know, he's he's one of the better tackles I think in this class. Um, you know, may, maybe could go as high as the fourth round depending on what team likes him. Uh, but this is a this is a good class for tackles, and I, I do think teams are going to look for some value in a guy like that uh, at some point. So um, the, you did a great job, though, man. I, I, I got to tell you, that was fun to listen to. Now, now, there's got to be one in there that you just completely disagree with, and I don't, I don't want you to tell me uh, why you disagree with it, but one that you probably could see coming. Is there anything in there that you completely disagree with that you go, I knew he was going to do what he did? Cole McDonald. Okay. I, mean, I right. knew you were going to figure out a way of right. getting him but, but in the bottom 10. And as I said, I actually think he'll go sooner in the draft. I don't think he'll drop to that point. Okay. Because I, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to telegraph all this stuff. You know, I wanted to be able to, you know, come at you with with facts here. But I, you know, just I did point out that I think Kyle Shanahan does regret moving on from Colt Brennan from Hawaii oh back gosh. in 2010. For that. I, I, I just think saying, Carter Coughlin is, is one of those players that if you watch his college tape, He's better than that round getting drafted. I think just teams are concerned about his size, athleticism, all that, transitioning to the NFL. So he could potentially fall to that spot. But he's a guy that, again, intangibles everything else you love about him. You know, maybe a team drafts him a little bit higher just because of all that stuff. I can guarantee I'm going to get like six out of those ten. Easy. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. So that is our top and bottom. Brady's top ten explosive mock draft. My bottom ten nowhere close to being explosive mock draft uh, for the year 2020. Uh, Those will be thrown up uh, on the podcast later on if you want to catch those. And just jot them down because I can guarantee I'm going to get like six out of those ten. Easy. Six out of ten easy. Uh, All right. Coming up next. 
Uh, Brady Quinn says that we could see ourselves a giant game of poker in the NFL, a giant game of poker for the first time ever. Find out what it is next here on FSR. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So good, Brady. This is this is real adult music. You didn't grow up with any of this stuff in the Midwest, man. You grew up with just a different like out here on the West Coast, you know, where things are a little bit more angry. Like this is what you needed. All right. This is this is the this is what you listen to in the coal mines. You wouldn't know anything about that being from the West Coast. Or I mean you from the have, Midwest. You guys have coal mines in California? <laughs> I don't know. Aren't, aren't all those closed down out there? I, I don't know. Probably. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. well, everything's closed right now, so what does it matter? <laughs> Good point. Yeah. By the way, uh, you know, maybe maybe we could open this state back up sometime before twenty twenty three. What do we say, I huh, guys? Uh but uh yeah, it's all another discussion. Uh all right. Uh Brady Quinn Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up uh in about ten minutes from now here on FSR, we have got over unders and all NFL draft edition of over unders here on Fox Sports Radio, which is always fun uh because we are going to tell you where certain players, players from certain 
conferences, schools, etc. Uh, will be going here. So stick around for that uh, coming up less than 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Um, people are uh, are buzzing about uh, my uh, nowhere close to being explosive mock draft. Uh, much buzzing. Like, That's how you yeah. describe it? I would call it buzzing. Uh, when you get more than one tweet, uh, I think it's buzzing. Uh, somebody likes the Carter Coughlin pick, uh, for same as you, Brady Quinn, for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and then... Um, yeah, that's about that's about much. That's it. That is uh, that'll wrap up the coverage of the uh, bottom ten mock draft. Uh, so we have nothing else on that. But we do have you talking about a game of poker in the National Football League because this is also a first time edition for something like this. It's a bizarre NFL draft as we have discussed. But you think there could be some poker being played this week? Yes, I do because for the first time ever, for the first time ever tomorrow. The NFL is going to host its own mock draft. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but in preparation for Thursday night, the NFL is going to host their own mock draft using real players' names. And I think this just oozes. It's tantalizing when you think about how teams have to make a decision of who they want to announce as their pick. When they're going about testing... Uh, the technology, the connections to ensure that this is going to work, to make sure that every organization is going to be able to have a dry run through with all this. It is interesting to see what they end up deciding as far as who they say they're going to select. Is that going to get leaked? Are people going to hear about it? Could that potentially change the way teams view the first round of the draft as we head into Thursday? Uh, I just, I find it fascinating because we will literally get to see how these teams play poker starting tomorrow, going through this mock draft activity all the way up to Thursday night. And it fascinates me. And now, so you are thinking that they're just going to throw a bunch of players out there to try and throw off their scent for other teams. Why would you not? Yeah. I mean, why would you show what you're going to do unless you felt very confident in being able to tease or entice someone into doing something. I mean, do you not recall? Remember when the Chicago Bears traded up to take Mitchell Trubisky number two overall? And then John Lynch, after the fact, after he fleeced Ryan Pace in that trade, said, yeah, we're going to take Solomon Thomas all along. Do you you remember that conversation? Yes, yeah. Well, Uh, this is an example of that. You really can find a general manager who maybe it's the Miami Dolphins, maybe it's Chris Greer, maybe it's Tom Telesco and the LA Chargers, although I, I do really feel like they'd, they they would feel fine in staying put. Like I think they feel like they're in a good spot, and if Tua falls them, so be it, or if Herbert's there, so be it. Like I feel like they're kind of in a good spot. So it's going to be fascinating to see what teams elect or decide to do in tomorrow's mock draft and how that could influence what teams are, are thinking then to come, dra- come the draft on Thursday night. Uh, it's funny when you bring up the Ryan Pace, uh, John Lynch. I remember because I think it was Peter King, if I'm not mistaken, who did who was with the 49ers and all that was going on. And so when San Fran got the offer for the Bears to come up one spot, somebody with John Lynch, because they were concerned maybe it would be Solomon Thomas. Somebody from the 49ers told John Lynch, listen, you don't offer up that much to move up one spot unless it's for a quarterback. He's like, this has got to be for a quarterback. Nobody knew that it was going to be Trubisky. And then when the announcement was made, 
I, I, I want to say in, in recent memory, that's the most shocking selection, I want to say, in recent draft history. I can't think of one that was more surprising than the Trubisky moving up one spot to take him number two overall. Um, I think there are some other more shocking ones. Well, like what? Uh, didn't Mike Dicka trade an entire draft? To take well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, that's, I mean, you know, he wanted to, you know, go on the Sports Illustrated cover, cover with him in a in, in a wedding gown. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Mike Dicka had ideas. I mean, I mean, there was the RG3 trade, which at the time, and, and I always go back to just, like, after his rookie year, no one was, like, making a big deal about what they gave up to go get RG3. No. RG3 was phenomenal his rookie year. And and it was like everyone thought like that was the future. You know, we were going to see, you know, this long lasting thing for years to come. No one was second guessing that. It was only until after he came back, things started to fall apart. That's when they started to then judge that trade. But who knows uh, how it would have went had he stayed healthy and they would have kept rolling there in Washington. It would have been neat to see. Uh, by the way, this is a fact and he'll try and deny this. And if he does, he's a liar. We had a thing at Fox Sports Radio to where you can make predictions for the season dan buyer a fox sports radio host update anchor puts together this list to where you can make out out on the limb uh, predictions for the season who's going to win the super bowl whatever and so my out on a limb prediction for that year was that rg3 was going to be a bust and of course uh he had a phenomenal rookie season i can remember being in studio and steve desager tapping me and just pointing to my prediction of rg3 being a bust and sort of saying something along the lines of, well, that didn't end up too well, huh? And all these years later, I would I would love to hear Steve DeSager after all these years, just because it didn't happen in the moment. I told Steve DeSager that RG3 was going to struggle at the NFL level, and it doesn't matter that it didn't happen the first year when he wanted to point it out to me and, and flex on me in the studio in front of my peers. <laughs> I mean, he did uh, suffer a ridiculous knee injury that altered the course of his career from that point moving forward. Listen, it's not about the why. It's about the what. And what he was Gosh, was not what he was drafted. Terrible radio personality. I, I'm just, I'm just telling you, like Steve DeSager. I have not heard from, I have not gotten an apology from Steve DeSager for clowning me in front of my peers. Honestly, That's I don't remember that in the least. Okay, well, I do, Steve. All oh, right. Okay. Apparently, you do. Uh, all right. By the uh, way, I, I looked up the Ricky Williams trade. It was, it wasn't just you know. 10 future draft picks it was it was swapping first rounders and they not only gave the redskins the first rounder to get ricky williams they gave the first third rounder fourth fifth <laughs> sixth and seventh all that year and two picks the next year which included lavar errington um and i will say this ricky williams did have a, a, a much better career than i think people realize but just not the career that would warrant giving up that much for him. Well, he was the all-time record holder for college rushing, right? So yeah. that's what Mike Dicka thought he was getting. Dicka was soon fired, as I recall. Oh, we don't, yeah. need to, we don't need to rub it in. I don't know why you're dancing on graves here, Steve. I mean, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we are brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, over-unders, the all-NFL draft edition. That's next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, look who it is, Steve DeSager. Cleveland Browns have not, according to ESPN, had any discussions this offseason about trading 
starting wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. Despite all the speculation, Seattle tight end Jacob Hollister and wide receiver David Moore signed their contract tenders, so they're officially back with the Seahawks. Hollister had 41 receptions last season in 11 games. Moore's averaged about 22 receptions over the past two years. Saints quarterback Taysom Hill has yet to sign his tender, but he will reportedly be part of New Orleans' virtual offseason program. Of course, everything's virtual for the draft starting Thursday night, a three-night event. The networks are still being asked not to tip the picks before they're announced, but NFL clubs will all be drafting remotely since team offices are still closed. A secure line will be established for teams to talk about trades in private. The PGA Tour plans to return in mid-June and, according to The Guardian at least, hopes to receive up to 1 million coronavirus test kits to help out. The tour denied the 1 million figure, saying it's still examining the issue. Rigorous testing would reportedly involve players, caddies, and officials daily this summer. European golf, also mindful of necessary testing for a possible August restart, is due to issue its schedule revision soon. Major League Baseball will allow teams to furlough employees or reduce their pay starting May 1st, according to our Ken Rosenthal, talking about non-playing personnel. Because of the pandemic, the commissioner will help teams by suspending the employee contract rules. South Korean pro baseball is due to open its season in early May with no fans. They have been playing inter-squad games with no fans, but South Korea reported only eight new coronavirus infections today. Eight. Wayne Gretzky says, for what it's worth, he's convinced hockey will return this summer, but that somehow we'll figure this out. William Byron won today's <laughs> virtual NASCAR race. Dr. Wayne Gretzky with Cubs. Yes. Back to you. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Steve DeSager, uh, we were coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, coming up 12 minutes from now here on FSR, we are going to go inside draft week like you've never heard before. Uh, that's coming up here 12 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn Jonas Knox here on FSR, and it's time for a little something we do called this. Time to put your money where your mouth is. I have been losing. You know you're a lying, low-life gambling degenerate. It's over under. And for that, we turn it over to Lee DeLapp for the all-NFL draft edition of over-unders. Lee? All right, you guys, just a quick recap of last week. Uh, It ended up in a sweep. We looked at AMC stock at $2 even. It actually ended up at 320 by the end of the week. And we asked even our odd number of the racer who wins NASCAR this week. Actually happened to be William Byron, number 24, winning his second race in a row. Brady takes the sweep. He took the over on $2, and he took the even on NASCAR. This is such BS, man. Well, at least I won something. This yeah. is such I mean, BS. You won headliner lie, and then live bet Jesus won, which I, I was uh, you notice maybe how jo- fixed, but you know. You notice how Jonas tried to blow past uh, last week's uh, well, let, let me just Because let me tell you something, Lee. I think we've reached a low point in the history of the show when we're betting odd or even on virtual NASCAR. Okay? I think, I I think, disagree. We, I think we got problems. I, I, I disagree. You must not be a fan of roulette, and that's your problem, buddy, not mine. I mean, okay? what's, what's next? We're going to bet on which member of the show is going to crap his pants during the week? Come on. <laughs> Why not? Everything's fair game. Well, All right, listen. my money is probably on Bobo. Well, by the way, I'd probably bet on me if what? that was the case. <laughs> you don't eat, so that's not possible. Okay, <laughs> you automatically eliminate yourself. I'm not going to pick myself, so I have to pick Bobo or Lee. And I just feel like, from what I see Bobo eating on Instagram, there's a much greater likelihood of Bobo <laughs> having that that issue. Um, what's the last thing you see me eat on Instagram? Uh, a lot of protein bars. Yeah, that is true. Too. That's true. And and Lee's in the same studio with him. <laughs> trust me, trust me. Lee was wearing masks in studio with Bobo well before it was popular. I love how Bobo thought he kind of had me on that one. I was like, okay, all right. Well, 
All right, you guys, all draft edition this week of over-unders. We're going to start with a big name here, you guys. Four and a half draft position for Tua Tungavailoa. So over would be he gets selected over four or under four. I'm going to take the under. Yeah. He's at four and a half, but yeah. I'm I'm also going to – you know what? Just, just, just to be opposite of you in this, even though I picked it in our top ten, I'm going to take the over. Dude, we've got like ten of these picks. Like, you, like you're, you can disagree on on some of the other ones. Do but we why have that you, many? We why, do have ten this week. Let me tell you what oh, this okay. is. I'm going to take the under. That all right. The, 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 what a scumbag! Because you don't, you're hedging your bets because that way you at least get one of them right so that you have them. No, going I just, I just want to disagree with you. Okay. I just wanted to disagree with you. Good friend. What a good friend. All right, what else we got, Lee? All right, you guys, 13 and a half. Another big name here. Draft position for Henry Ruggs. 13 and a half. Over. Under. Under. All right. There'll be, there'll be a run at offensive linemen. He will he will go in the teens, but he's going to be over 13 and a half. All right, you guys. Under. Ten, ten and a half here. Highest number of people Under. Sh- shown in a row. Oh, room sorry, together. Lee. <laughs> Ten and a half. Well under. <laughs> Highest number of people shown in a room together during the NFL draft. Ten and a half. Under. Oh. I, I think they're so concerned about that with prospects. They're warning them to be in other parts of the house or the other, like other parts of, I don't know, the room. Uh, just because I want to see Mike Florio throw a tantrum over. I want to see an over. I, w- I want 75 people all huddled up together arm in arm. That's what I want to see. <laughs> all right, you guys. We know Henry Ruggs is going in the first five and a half. Number of wide receivers drafted in the first round. Five and a half. Under. I'm going to take the under, too. Because I think at some point teams are going to say the difference between you know wide receiver five and wide receiver 15 isn't all that much that we can wait, right. grab a premium player, right. and then go back and get them. Because right. Dan- I think Daniel Jeremiah said he's got 18 of his top 100 are wide receivers. Yeah, this is a deep class. I'm telling you, there is there are some studs. I mean, there's guys like Devin Duvernay out of Texas. He's a guy that I love. He's got a ton of speed. Put him in the slot. He can stretch the field vertically or can run some stuff underneath. He's a guy that's going to help a, a, an NFL team wherever he gets drafted, but he might not get drafted to the third, fourth round. All right, you guys, the question always is, uh, more offensive or defensive players drafted in the first round? 16 and a half offensive players drafted in the first round. Over. I'll take the over. You think more offensive? Yeah. um, When you factor in offensive linemen, receivers, quarterbacks, if you think four four quarterbacks are going to go in the first round, if you think, I mean, how many offensive linemen? Five or six? Um, I think I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under. I think okay. more defensive players go. I think people are gonna be surprised by how many cornerbacks go. I think you might get a safety or two. You're gonna get I think at least two defensive tackles, if not three. Um, and then you're probably gonna get about four guys on the edge. I think the I'm telling you, there's a lot of good cornerbacks, and I think some teams might be worried about dropping to that second tier group of guys. And there might be a run on cornerbacks as opposed to wide receivers. All right, you guys, at a half here, players shown drinking a beer during the draft at a over. half. Over. Under. Come over. on. Over. Under. Look, They've already been the, warned. This is their moment. All right, this is their moment. And and let me tell you something. I, w- I would also like to uh, make a, uh, you know, sort of a stipulation on this here, Lee, if we could put an asterisk next to this. Um, just because it's not in 
an alcoholic beverage bottle or can it doesn't mean there's not alcohol in the cup they are drinking from. Right. And I, I would like to be the judge, jury, and execution when it comes to who's deciding whether or not so-and-so is drinking. Red cups count. How about that? All right. Over. <laughs> this is going to I mean, this is easy. I don't oh, think I've lost yet. Red cups don't count. You what can't do you mean just they don't make up something in a red cup. Dude, that's the universal sign that somebody's drinking not, is a red cup. What do you mean? Okay. No. I'll, okay. I'm, I, I don't even want to pull this card right now. Bobo, <laughs> please chime in. Uh, sometimes you'll just drink like other things out of a red cup. That doesn't have to be alcoholic in nature at all. Okay. I can't be the only one that thinks that right now. I drink purple drink out of a red cup. Thank you. I didn't want to say it, but that's the first thing that came to mind. (laughs) 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 By the way, way, what the hell is purple drink? Is that like Robitussin? And, uh, purple drink. It's just like grape drink. It's like grape punch. It's like water, sugar, and grape. I thought coloring. it was. I thought it was like a Robitussin and like Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Isn't that yeah, what it is? Like, that sounds like, like some new drink. That scissor, or what is it? yeah, that's scissor. Scissor. You're thinking of like yeah, like boy, liquid boy, coating or whatever. Boy, boy, listen to Lee perk up when this whole conversation started, <laughs> huh? It's almost, it's, it's almost like uh, you know Lee. Lee's been around the block once or twice. <laughs> Yeah, I know my scissor, whatever. Yeah. Lee, by the way, Lee De Niro, our executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> All right, you guys, 15 and a half SEC players drafted in the first round. 15 and a half. Over. Mm, that's a good one. There might be, what, five or six just from Alabama. Um, Gosh, LSU too. I'm going to take the over as well. I think it's going to be a lot. Well, and because doesn't – don't big schools – I mean, they, they always have an advantage, but don't bigger schools have a little bit more of an advantage this year just based on if you don't have, if you're not able to meet with certain players, maybe it would hurt guys from smaller schools more, so you're going to go with the guys that you were able to watch in the bigger games. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, actually, I, I would actually argue the the opposite. I don't know that this year is going to matter as much either because they've got tape on all these guys now. It's not. This isn't like two decades ago where it was harder to get film. They've got tape on all these guys. They can do the Zoom meetings with them. Um, they, they, they get updates on their medical reports. I mean, I just I don't tend to believe that. I also think there's more general managers are apt to take a guy like Ben Barch, who's like a D3 tackle, because if he if, if he turns into something, then you're the guy who like found this diamond in the rough and you get more credit for that than like drafting a guy like Jonah Jackson, who's probably going to be a, an NFL you know offensive guard for for a long time. Like you don't get as much credit for picking the guy that everyone would have picked in that spot. You you get the credit for you know Rick Spielman finding Adam Thielen you know from a small school there up there yeah. in Minnesota and him turning into what he's become. All right, you guys from the SEC to the Pac-12, two and a half Pac-12 players drafted in the first round. Under. That's under. That's so messed up. Uh, I mean, how, so about, Herbert, how about two and a half for the entire draft? I'll take the under. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to go through I'm trying to go through players. You're betting on Herbert. Who else would we have to say? Wide receiver out of Colorado. LaVisca Chanel. I don't know. He's coming off a course, you know, muscle surgery. Maybe Brendan IU got Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Austin Jackson would be the tackle out of USC you'd be thinking, but I don't know that he's gonna go first round. Man, that is it's actually kind of crazy when you put it into perspective and you throw that out there. I'm going to take the under. <laughs> All right, you guys, six and a half tailored suits we see drafted in the first round. Six and a half tailored suits drafted in the first round. Over. I don't know. I think under. 
Then they just they just sent out a, a whole memo. They don't have to wear suits. Yeah, I know, but I mean, if you already bought it, don't you want to wear it? I mean, sometimes you just need an excuse here's, to wear here's a nice the jacket. Is some of these guys have deals with apparel providers, and so instead of wearing a suit where you might may not be getting paid for that, they might have given you a free suit, but you know what? Might not be getting paid. Now you have the opportunity to wear something where you could get paid for what you wear. I mean, what, what else are you going to wear? So what do you want him to wear? Like uh, sweatpants and, and like uh, uh, beanies? Like what are we doing here? Dude, I would wear it. Up, man. If someone was like, hey, we're going to pay you to wear Nike or Under Armour or, or like one of those other you know companies, I would wear that if they're paying you to do it. You would too. Do not lie about that. Well, first of all, if, if, if I had my choice, I would wear the tightest pants possible. So tight that you could tell I was not European. What else you got, Lee? All right, 214 and a half, you guys. What is wrong with you? I, I, what? Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying, oh like, like if we're going to wear what we want, wear what we want. Wear what you're comfortable with. Lastly here, you guys, 214 and a half. Draft position for Hawaii quarterback Cole McDonald. 214 and a half, that's the last pick of the sixth round. Over. He's going in the seventh, and he's going uh, number 254, you like know I what? said in my I, mock. I hope he goes under that because I'm a fan of Cole McDonald. I know Jonas is, and that's why he wants him to go in the seventh round. I'm <laughs> a fan. I'm going to take the under. Don't you dare break us up, okay? Cole McDonald, I've, I've been on the sidelines to watch him play. On the sidelines to watch Cole McDonald play. That's my guy. I'm a Cole McDonald guy. I'm the one that recommended he cut his dreadlocks uh, heading to the combine. Not really. Uh, all right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, it is an inside look at the draft like you've never had before here on FSR. This song stinks, too. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can listen. It's just too like like when Metallica tries to get soft and eh, it just uh, just depressing bothers me. There's something wrong with you tonight. I'm just I'm, I'm telling you right now. I just it just come on, man. I mean, I'm trying to be upbeat. We just did a top and bottom mock draft. I mean, yeah, it's, it okay, fine. This this we can work with here on Fox Sports Radio. I just um, I cannot believe you're going to diss Metallica on the show. Of, of all things, you're going to diss Metallica. Unbelievable. A bit overrated, Metallica. Oh, Metallica's overrated. I mean, I, I hate to break this, the news this to everybody. This show can't end fast enough oh, tonight. And with by the way, opinions on music. since we're on the topic, Led Zeppelin, thieves. Absolute thieves. Tol- like stole music from the Yardbirds uh, years and years before them. Absolute thieves. And you Led Zeppelin truthers out there, you can be bothered by that all you want. I'm simply spitting facts here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Uh, coming up 10 minutes from now here on FSR, it is Arnie Spanier and Chris Plank. They will be taking over the airwaves here on FSR. Make sure you stick around for the stinking genius Arnie Spanier and the pride of Oklahoma, uh, Chris Plank here on Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, if you were coming out in this year's draft, wouldn't you be a little bit bummed out that you don't get the pomp and circumstance of riding up to the stage in a gondola in Las Vegas? Because I would be pissed off. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I never really understood the idea behind that. I, it's like, of all the things you go to Vegas for, that's not one of the things that stands out. <laughs> I know. Like, hey, let's go take a gondola ride. Um, <laughs> it seems like there's more downside, like if a player falls over the side of the boat or has a, has a wardrobe malfunction, who knows? It just seems like there was more downside to all that than there actually was legitimate intrigue. But um, no, I, I'm, I'm disappointed that we're not there. We can't be there, which, you know, again, is it, with what we're dealing with, like, I, I'm okay. Like, we still have the draft. We still get to watch it. I, I do think it, that, that is one thing that stinks is when you think about the experience for some of these young men, 
it's not going to be like what other people got to um, experience. And, and look, even as long as I sat in that green room for, there's nothing like hearing your name called. There really isn't. And and just going back to my draft day story, the fact that I was talking to the Baltimore Ravens, who were, were going to select me 23, the pick behind where I went, for, gosh, 12 minutes, 13 minutes of, of that, that pick, and then to have Cleveland call the last minute, when I was walking on stage, like I was still trying to – like gather my thoughts, figure out like what the heck was going on. I mean, it was an absolute whirlwind from the Ravens taking me at 23 to then Cleveland calling in with like a minute left to say, hey, we're trading up with Dallas to take you at 22. I didn't, Next thing I, I know, I'm being yanked on stage. Someone's giving me a hat. I'm just, I'm like, holy cow. That all happened so fast. I didn't know that the, that the Ravens were that close to taking you. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because uh, like that was one of the teams that I didn't speak with at all before the draft. So that entire 13 minutes, it was Rick Neuheisel, Brian Billick, Ozzie wow. Newsome. We were all just kind of talking, trying to get to know each other. Huh, interesting. Well, I, I do think it is fair. Uh, all the people that complained that the NFL was going through with the NFL draft, I don't think they should be allowed to watch or report on it. You think that'll happen? Because I, I think that's the least they could do since they complained all month about it. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.